Ready? Why don't you pop that gum first? Well, because I have to chew half of it. I don't want to get a tummy ache. You quitting smoking? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've quit smoking. Are yeah. you doing the uh, the f- 40 strength or the 20 strength? Is that what it is? Four and two. So I'm on the twos <laughs> now. But I'm I was on, on the fours. I'm... Chris did a four last week, and he had like the shakes and dizzy and sweaty, and he's like, "Whoa, dude, isn't it crazy how Nicorette?" The first time I ever chewed one, I was like, "This, I should have been doing this the whole time because right. this is this it's, is where it's that's at. the thing that you want from the yeah. cigarette." Yeah. See, the problem that I have though is that I love the whole like motion. The yeah, do you like act. holding something mm-hmm. too? That's why I said you should get the inhaler, the Nicotrol inhaler. I feel the same. The lighter and the... Oh, I, I just love the whole thing. Yeah. Dude, and I, talking with a cigarette in your hand, doing the... You can put a pretzel stick it. in your hand and do the yeah, same. Yeah, but then you look like a weirdo. I totally do that, though. Like, <laughs> I've been, his mom has never been a smoker, and anytime she has something like that in her hand, she just sits there. Like, never been how, a smoker. It's how I'm going to be drinking this kombucha by Is, the end. Like, like you would smoke a cigarette? <laughs> yeah. By um, the way, baby ginger... Chris texted me, baby. I, I did saw no baby gingers. <laughs> I, said, I said anything with ginger baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, what's baby you ginger? Ordered, you ordered a, a Spice Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Chris, I, I swear did you, think... did you say baby ginger? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, These are all ginger. I wonder Work which was crazy. So I just, I saw kombucha and I was like, what kind? Yeah. And then. You said, yeah, and anything you, with ginger, baby. Mm-hmm. Now it makes <laughs> I did, sense. I didn't put a comma. There, in there should have been a comma. Yeah, that was on Grant. You're That's smart. Chris. This is exactly why we don't offer our guests anything to avoid embarrassing snafus like this. <laughs> but it was ginger you wanted. Yes, okay. it's perfect. It's I like. I'm perfect. like this one's ginger lemon, not ginger, <laughs> not baby ginger. <laughs> I was going through all the different ones. It would be really funny so if you made a stink about it. Yeah, like, if like, I just I asked for it baby ginger. Performatively dumped it out in the uh, kitchen sink right in front of you. It's for the kids. It's the hairs off of ginger is all it is. And then the iced tea thing too. I'm like, they're sweetened. There's unsweetened. Oh, I'm not. I'm not like Grant. You're not. You don't. I didn't even throw a baby in there. We were talking about we were gonna. We thought it'd be funny if we just instead got you guys. Because uh, Chris double. texts me these like he needs baby gender, and then Ice T am like bunch of fucking princesses. <laughs> and I go, what'd you say? I said we should uh, we get should get them cho- both Nesquik double chocolate milk. Yeah, and then we were gonna get like a lunch tray with a square piece of pizza. We wouldn't have complained. It would have been like yeah. school lunch. We're both children. Yeah, I would have loved that. <laughs> I don't know where they sell square pizza like that. We'd have to cut it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't taste this. It wouldn't taste no. like cardboard, though. Speaking of cutting it, we're gonna have to cut out the first half hour of that. <laughs> um, no, that's a really funny conversation. I yeah, keep I know. Okay, I was gonna do an intro, and then I was like, mm. okay, no, you it's can already do an intro. happening. Um, so, how about we, instead, um, my first memory of you, Grant Winkles? Hello, hello, thank you. Um. You sh- you showed up at Nordic and somebody was like, oh, f- dude, that's fucking that's Grant. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, he like has his own shows and I was like, oh, cool, man. And I talked to you and you're so chill. <laughs> Thank you, man. It was yeah. very funny that 
I, can't, I wish I could remember who it was. It's probably Doima. <laughs> Getting all worked up. It might have been Grant saying yeah. that about himself. And then I then I ran around the back door and then walked in. I was like, I think I just saw Grant pull up. <laughs> and then I ran through the back, came around, and uh, and then I was super chill. Just that's how I get people on my side. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice of you. Thank you. That's I, I think I, I remember that. I remember kind of having the same vibe about you because I was seeing your uh, photography and photos of you. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this guy looks um, like an artist I should know. And um, yeah. and then, yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> um, your, your name, though, you, you, you sound like a character out of a Popeye cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wink. let's go see Grant Winkles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that kind of it's vibe. An, it's an insane name. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I, I'm not like proud of it, really, yet. But I've come to terms with it, really. I like to say I haven't been my my act about it because when you're emceeing, like everything is awkward when you're emceeing a show, you know. Yeah. And especially when you have a name like Grant Winkles, so I always <laughs> feel the name to like ring some laughs out of it and bring it up right away. And I say it's uh, I grew up very privileged. The hardest thing I've ever had to overcome was being named Grant Winkles, and uh, every time people laugh at it, it pisses me off. So I'm I'm not even <laughs> over it yet. <laughs> So. Have you ever thought about uh, maybe a business venture, Grant Winkle's Tinkles Wipes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, They're wipes for your pee-pee. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that, but that was a, a thing that was going around on Twitter the, the other day was that somebody was outraged to find out that men don't wipe their penis after they pee. <laughs> it was me. I was outraged. I was like, I've been doing this for 27 years. Yeah, you you said you used the blow dry, the hand dryer in yeah. the, the I, bathroom. I, to, I, I quote tweeted it, and it was like me blowing, or using the blow dryer in my pants and then screaming like a person on Twitter told me we have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, speaking of of um, outrage, <laughs> Blow first time your penis. <laughs> I saw you, Mister Mister Ryan Call. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just put an insert sound bite. Um, <laughs> you you were the closer at, or you were the headliner at uh, the a pickled loon show in St. Cloud. That upstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. was this red carpet? Right well, across by the street. The red carpet, yeah. Okay. Oh wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I remember. Yeah. And um, there it was one of those showcases where like there's like seven or eight people. Now I do remember. Yeah. And um, crowd was so so. Yeah, they were fine. I think they were a good crowd, <laughs> and then the show just kept happening. Right. You know, and then I went up. And things just got worse. You know, when I got up, they were like, this is what we've been waiting for? Is this guy? Um, but my my favorite memory is when you and Tommy, I think you were there too, actually. I, it was, you guys were up at Nordic. And you guys were in some kind of conversation. And I just slid up and whispered, um, oh, fuck, I wish I could remember how I said it. But basically, Tommy looks like, um, he steals Happy Meals from the McDonald's that he works at. And then we just started making fun of each other. Yeah. And someone came over and shushed us. 
And so we got up and staying in this triangular formation, <laughs> we're like spinning in circles and making fun of each other outside of the <laughs> venue so that we could continue to make fun of each other. That's the best part of doing comedy. It's not yeah. It's not the shows. It's not uh, the people. Well, it's a, I guess it's the people you meet and the fact that you get to make fun of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it funny to think about how uh so many of our memories like that and getting to know people was talking like two inches from their ear in their face like during a show <laughs> yeah, during and, someone else's yeah. set and now thinking about it it's like the most horrifying thought in the world like <laughs> we were all just standing like one like nose to nose yeah. like Aww. scream whispering bits at each other and now that's like illegal to do basically <laughs> like, if anybody did that to me right now i would fucking I don't know, Tasem or something. <laughs> got, I remember standing in the booth at CCU with you and Tommy, and we were all in the booth doing that during a show. And it's just like, that's... It's also so funny how disrespectful <laughs> yeah. that is, because it, I'm sure it was during someone who's yeah. a very accomplished comedian. Yeah. And we're just... There's a, there's a type of like, there's something in the air, though, when it happens. Like, it's almost like it overcomes you. Like, you're like... I have to do it right now. I have mm-hmm. to make fun of them yeah. right now. <laughs> well, you and don't want to be the guy who comes up to him after the show and is like, I thought of a thing to say to you <laughs> an hour ago. So I'm going to say it now. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of which, have you guys been a part of roasts? I never have. I I did a show at the end of last year called Fuck 2019. I think it's a mm. show that happens every year at the Turf Club. And it's a roast of the year. Uh-huh. But it didn't really count because it was kind of like, I mean, it, it's the same kind of like joke writing practice, I think, sure. where you have to just like write differently because it's, I don't know, it's you're writing with like a very specified goal in mind for jokes. But I've never, I've never roasted a person before. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to. I, it's, it's much fun. You've not either? Um, when I was in Eau Claire, we did, for my birthday one year, we did a roast slash funeral. Like, it was like a mock <laughs> funeral. Um, and that's pretty much the only thing I've ever done. I like it. Yeah. My favorite thing about roasts is, like, they're brand new jokes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it's totally something you've never heard before. So even when they're coming at you, you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I think and maybe it's the geek in me that's like, that was so well written because they did this and there was a little callback and yeah. like <laughs> that whole thing. Did you do that roast of Andy Matfield? Yeah. Was that, were you a part of that? Yeah. I was the one that organized it. Okay. Were you, were, did you, but you didn't host it though, right? No, that, that was, was Comrade and Devin. Okay. Yeah. Devon. Devon. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I always think about, I, I watched that roast and. Um, Riley Cosgrove absolutely <laughs> leveled some people who <laughs> it's also just that's just Riley's yeah. personality anyway yeah. where he's but just like no that that was so much better than <laughs> so many other times I've seen Riley go up because he I think you're right it's like he locked into something about himself right there that yeah. was like oh this is my perfect chance to just get to say what I say behind all these people's backs. <laughs> I was born to do <laughs> right this. to their face. <laughs> it was so awesome. God. And Royal Stein. Yeah. Like was awesome. so sweet. But then when he held up those those pictures of Tom Chilstrom, <laughs> like just leveled the place. <laughs> did Tom roll with it or did he get upset? He was into it. Okay, good. Everyone was laughing so hard you couldn't hear him anyways. He did like feel like he had to say something after somebody sure. roasted him every time. And I like his whole like ginger per- persecution thing that he yeah. 
dude, you're what is he six foot nine and <laughs> weighs four hundred pounds, and he's <laughs> you're not persecuted, bro. You're huge. He's a ginger Donkey Kong. <laughs> I have seen him uh, on top of like uh, milk crates, and he throws things down barrels. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's how he got the hosting gig at Sisyphus on those weeks. He would just, you know, where the barrels are stacked up in that hallway. He would just stand on a crate back there and throw them at people. It would be open mic. He's trying to get there. And he would just throw the crates at them. Oh, man. Now, um, this is interview style. So I'm going to go left to right because this is Germany. Because that's how you read, too. Oh. oh, Germany does it right to left. Well, that's actually okay, though, because on our side, for me, that's... Right to left. Yeah, there and we, we go. And I love manga books. Yeah, and we, yeah, we read Chinese exclusively. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, <perfect>. Mandarin. <laughs> Mon- okay, did you watch that before we do the interview stuff? <laughs> that um, that documentary on Netflix about anime. No, is it, it good? Oh, it's unbelievable. There's things that I didn't know about how anime like gets produced. Sure. Like you hear about in L.A. how like people will be in a Starbucks writing a screenplay. Blah blah. blah. For in Japan, there are manga stores where basically like you are self-published. So that's why like a lot of them are black and white and producers will go into these stores filled with manga and pick one and then they'll like contact whoever made it crazy if they want to turn it into a movie or into. Yeah, Yeah. It's like it's like saying a rough draft. I guess like it's, it's also okay. <coughs> real quick side tangent. I've been watching this. Um, uh, it's like this boxing anime on um, some guy just posts the episodes on YouTube and they're dubbed in English. And I'm like, I got like 15 episodes in and then there's just one that's in Japanese and there's no subtitles. And it was just like a bunch of people in the comments like, what? What's happening? And then the guy who posted was like, listen, if you don't like Japanese uh, don't worry, the rest are going to be in English. And it's like, it's not that I don't like Japanese. <laughs> it's just that I don't know what's happening at all. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I thought that was such a fucking cool thing. I'll have thing. to check that out. I don't it's get like, it. it's like, <laughs> Yeah, me neither. I, I don't. don't. I, I have to watch out. it at night in bed, and I'm like, what? I Snooze. don't like get they, it. They yep. highlight I fall every time. the guy who did uh, Castlevania. Okay. And he, Your other that show oh, you guys came are back. just going to keep talking about it then. What a well, show. Seven the Deadly now. Sins. Seven Deadly Sins, what? I don't know. Came back. There's I a know. new season. I are you sure? So. Yes. It don't. Got, I damn it. Stopped. Don't toy with me. Gosh. Have you watched Seven Deadly Sins? No, I haven't. God. Is it good? Damn it. I don't know. I got an email like, you might be interested in this new season. I'm <laughs> oh, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to piss everywhere. <laughs> God, I'm so excited. I love, I love this that. podcast. <laughs> uh, Wait, okay. is that a tattoo from Land Before Time on yeah, your arm right there? Yeah, it's Littlefoot. We have been, <laughs> we've been talking about Land Before Time quite. That's an awesome tattoo. Thank you. Uh, we've been somehow, it's been coming up on like a lot of our recent episodes. We've been riffing. Yeah, we're in the riff zone. We called it a TV show the other day. Though, or <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so it. many of them that it's yeah. like might as well be a TV show. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because what are there, like yeah. 15 of them? So many. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at a certain point, they're going to have to go land during time. time. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Maybe Present land time. after time yeah. with robots. Would that just be land? <laughs> land. <laughs> land and time. Yeah. And it's just a guy. Or is that what, is that maybe that's where timeshares came from? You think is so? Is they were like, We've got all this time. You think some property developer um, was just sitting there with all the property and like townhomes and stuff on the beach, and he then he saw land before time, and he was like, "I have an idea now." No, I'm saying I think the dinosaurs are still alive. Oh, and they're like the chairman of the board for all timeshares. 
Okay. <laughs> like there's a committee. <laughs> I think uh, both our theories make equal amounts of sense, so we're just going to have to agree to disagree here. Walk away as friends. Uh, well, I mean, one of us might walk away because I have um, bursai. What's that? My bursac. My bursac <laughs> burst. I have bursachi. My bursac burst. Al- Alex has a bunch of weird diseases. and. <laughs> So now you have a bunch of weird diseases. I just like making you're, fun of you're his. You're talking diseases. about Petra? Yeah. Alex Petra? Peaches? <laughs> Peaches. He uh, apparently, you have bursacs in your body, which are like these, um, like when you get a goose egg. I only have one sack that I <laughs> <laughs> Like when you, if you've ever hit your elbow and like it's swollen up, yeah. apparently that's your bursac fills with fluid and he ruptured his bursac. Stop. What was he doing? Playing hockey. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's so tall he's that a he's lanky just guy. all elbows. <laughs> Alex Peter has six elbows. <laughs> <laughs> he was using his elbows as the stick. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, uh, but anyways, okay. So now I I'm interested to to dive into to your history, Mr. Winkles. Okay. Um. Are you from Minnesota originally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Born okay. and raised. I, my parents are both from South Minneapolis, and my whole extended family is there. And then I moved, my parents moved me and my brother to uh, Stillwater, Minnesota. That's where, okay. that's where I grew up. Is that where you joined that biker gang? Yes. Yeah, it is. The, uh, the Thrillwater Fuck Posse, as we're known. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an esteemed group of uh, myself charismatic and i believe ruth is still in it as like an honorary member but <laughs> me and chris were just talking the other day actually we might have to kick her out because ruth moved to new york um so you know she turned her back on the on the on the, the water fuck posse yeah. which is really new I york mean, makes so much sense for her yeah mm-hmm. she's got that vibe about her yeah yeah i think she's gonna do real well well there after uh you know, after things open back up again, I don't know. Like seeing seeing Tommy move out there too, I just can't stop. Like, They'll be in the subways him. for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of space on the street out there. I hear homeless people do well out there, so it'll be perfect for both. So of many homeless. Imagine busking, but with stand-up comedy. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> I don't. It'd be a uh, busting, yeah. like roasting, gut bust. go. roast busking. Um, yeah, so I, I am from uh, Minnesota. Okay, I've now comedy. Mm-hmm. With, like, when did you? Because some people, it's like I was the class clown, or you just secretly dissected comedies a little more than other people. What do you? Were there any attributes like that when you were growing up? Uh, no, I mean I always like tried to be funny. You know, I don't think I was funny enough to be considered the class clown. I was also like a real teacher's pet so i wasn't i don't think i really had the balls to be the class clown in the way you because you were balls deep in the teachers (laughs) (laughs) yeah most of those teachers are in jail now because of it (laughs) there was a class action lawsuit um no i i i i think i i was kind of more somebody who secretly always wanted to do it but i kind of never even realized that you could just go and start doing comedy so i was like i was a musician uh, I would kind of get get my rocks off playing music as a performance, and then what kind of music? Um, I was in a band, so I was in bands like basically from the time that I was in eighth grade till 
right before I started comedy. Um, you a trombone guitar. player? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm just so trained to yes and that I'm like, yes, I play trombone. <laughs> don't ask me another question about it, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I play guitar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just like rock and roll type bullshit. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. More of a Bruce Springsteen kind of guy. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both are. <laughs> Ryan and I just locked eyes. The boss. <laughs> you guys were about to kiss. Yeah. We both have born to run syndrome. Yes, it's it's lucky that these microphones are in between Ryan and I because it's the we only... have a bone to come <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Sorry. My OCD. Born to run, more like bone I'm to come. losing my mind. Nice. What's yeah. the matter? Well done. Dude, I've been listening to your shows like... The audio sounds exactly the same every single time. I know, I I know. He is (laughs) so paranoid. I can't help it. This this is the point in every show where you're like, what the the fuck is going on? What episode was I listening to with you and Alex? And you just kept, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, get. Why didn't you take this out of the episode? Because it's so annoying. I thought I just I I think that's so funny that like. Maybe it's because I live it. So I'm I like, always oh. think that it Definitely. sounds super fucking weird, and then I get it on the old compute, and I'm like, "Well, geez, fuck Christ!" Mm-hmm. Let's basically play John Rogan over here. <laughs> sounds so good. <laughs> so now let's get back to uh, you do the bass. Ask Ryan a question. <laughs> 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 now we're doing one interview at a time. Yeah, it's right. gonna take yeah. four at, hours. At, at what point did? So when was the first time you you did an open mic? Oh, oh man. Um... I think I started like um, March or April of 2016. Okay. Yeah. So I just hit four years of like since I got on stage for the first time. Oh, wow. It's at Galactic Pizza. Oh. <laughs> Went very poorly, which, you know, I think most of the time they do. And then you don't realize either um, once your years in, you're like, oh, like, I suck every time I perform at Galactic Pizza, and so does everybody else. Uh, but you don't really learn that right away when it's yeah. your first one. You take it much more personally. Well, I don't. I take it personally every time I bomb at Galactic for some reason. Um, it's funny because I've I've said this with with Matt Field is like Mike's like that. Um, people show up, and comedy is just happening. Nobody's going there for comedy. Yeah. They show up and they're like, oh, shit, comedy's happening. Mm-hmm. I well, just wanted a pizza. I think everybody, too, when you're doing those mics, you want to be the guy that uh, other comics just love, you know? So, But the reality of it is like that doesn't translate to being a good comic necessarily right. because what makes comedians laugh isn't usually what makes the general public laugh, Yeah, which is why I only bomb in front of comedians. <laughs> And if they laugh at me, I change the I, joke, right? I, I walk off the stage. Mm-hmm. I anger. actually like Galactic. Um, I go there, like, Doima took me there for the first time. We went to Terminal, and then he took me to Galactic. Just, just the murderer's row. Yeah, yeah. Real, real bad shows. And Two right in a row. It was so funny to me. Like, Terminal, there was four people, mm-hmm. three of which were comics. Mm-hmm. And then just one random guy. One was Sally working behind the bar there. <laughs> and yeah, I just so that that idea is so funny to me. They're like, I'm up here stretching basically, mm-hmm. and you guys are just watching me stretch. Yeah, when you have to stretch for the whole set in front of only <laughs> other comics who are like, "Fuck, when is my chance to do this?" 
And then you get up there and you're like, oh, why, why did I think this was going to be fun in any way? That's what's so funny. Your comedy brain, like if you're, if it's a bad mic and it's been a bad mic, you recognize that, but there's still a part of you that's like, I'm going to be the one that somehow <laughs> does well. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm going to turn it around. Yeah. I'm I'm so good at this. <laughs> and then and then you inevitably don't, but then you just blame yourself for having a bad set anyways, which is the beauty of what we do. Yeah. I yeah. like I like Galactic. So I had that first memory where I was like, you know, terminal, there was no people, and then Galactic, there was people but no one was paying attention. And that was so funny to me. So then every time I went after that, it, I would just make comments about whoever was there. Mm-hmm. Rather, because like, it's it's such a hang. Like, yeah. you, I'm talking up until I get up on stage to somebody. And then you just dick around. I, w- I wouldn't consider Galactic, and I maybe this is a hot take, but I, w- I don't know that I'd call it a real mic. <laughs> it's more a hang than it it's is a It's a hang, mic. yeah. yeah. Definitely. I don't think I've ever had a good set there. Like, could you think of any times that you've had a good session? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've maybe had like one or two and it's the greatest I've ever felt. Mm. And then those sets never translate anywhere else. It's only there. But also like most of that is just like, if you're going to have a good set there, it's going to be, you're probably riffing, you're fucking around and you're talking about how horrible this experience is because that's what's relatable to the people who are in that room. Right. The only like good set that I've ever seen there was, uh, <laughs> This guy uh, making fun of for bringing a famous person to Galactic Pizza. And the entire restaurant was just dying. Because they didn't even know who was. But just the way that this guy was doing that. Who's the famous person? The fuck was that guy? Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say East Coast guy. (laughs) TV show. No, Jim something. Gaffigan. Schubert? Gaffigan. That sounds right. Jimmy Schubert, maybe? Yeah. That's a guy. That's a person. Yeah, yeah, that's a comedy store guy. Like old school comedy store yeah, guy. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And that guy like went way over his time. A lot of assuming that we knew who the fuck he was. It was very funny. That's what's also just so fucking bleak about doing comedy is that even when you're an established national headliner, <laughs> comedy store legend, you're going to go to the Galactic Pizza open mic and... <laughs> Those people aren't going to know who you are. like, And they're going to be annoyed that you're taking up their <laughs> stage And you're going to go run the light there. Yeah. You're going to go do 25 there, minutes there. There are going to be people who have only been doing comedy for two months and are going to be watching you on stage thinking, if I was up there. <laughs> yeah, those people are me and Ryan. Yeah, it's me and Grant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, now back to back to you, Grant. <laughs> um, Damn it. So the, the way that you do stand-up it reminds me of, I have a lot of friends who love comedy and they, but they won't do, they won't go to an open mic because they want it to be perfect when they go up. They don't want to ever have a bad set. And so they'll talk to me in ways about bits that it's like, you could do it. You could go on and do that. And they're like, no, like they know the mechanics of it won't be Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And you have such a good way of looking at jokes that I, I always love hearing you on stage. And so like before you did stand up where you had, do had bits in mind, like in that, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's very thought out set. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's really nice. Um, no, it took, I feel like it took me a really long time to like even learn how to write a joke or even really learn. 
I think I, I, I knew I would, before I started doing comedy, I would think of bits, but I wouldn't have any way to, I think I thought more in like a sketch mindset. I, I would oh. think of premises that I knew could be funny, but I had no real knowledge or really even conception of people like turning those into a stand up bit, you know, because yeah. it's such a weird format. It's conversational, but it's one sided. So you have to fill in all the details of any point you want to get across or any reference that you're going to make. You either need to set it up earlier in the act or it needs to be something that 75% of people are going to understand, like no matter what. And I didn't really know any, I had to learn all those things the hard way by bombing at Galactic Pizza for two years straight, you know, just slowly. I think I just learned by like figuring out which jokes actually worked and then just dropping everything else. And then kind of just, I, I got naturally pulled towards like a point of view or something by doing that, by only by whittling away all the shit that never worked. I don't know, but sure. that's kind of how everybody, I, I don't know. Like yeah. It, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so at what point did you make the, the switch to, or not the switch, but to include like producing shows and, and, uh, wanting to be on on the uh behind the scenes of, yeah. of stand-up shows i mean i never really wanted to be behind the scenes but i <laughs> it was basically just out of necessity that i had to do it um because i wasn't getting booked on any shows <laughs> but in reality it was like the best move i ever made because when i started that was about um that was probably two years into me doing comedy um i just decided to start my own bar show and I didn't really, I was thinking about this the other night. I was like, how the fuck did I do that? Because I had no idea like how a show, how to run a show or produce or even book people. But then I think I, I was thinking back to it and it's like, oh, well, I was just like, I was doing stand up like five nights a week, you know? So I really uh. was like, I was like, I had absorbed all that information. I just had never done it myself. And, um, yeah, that was, if, if anybody out there is like struggling, I would just say starting my own show was basically the best thing that I ever did because it allowed me to meet a whole bunch of new people that I was kind of too, I was always like really reserved trying to meet people cause I didn't want to look like a climber type person. And I just kind of wanted to do my own thing and show people that I was funny through my act and not be, be a, I don't know, weirdo. Um, and then, yeah, that's how I met a bunch of people. And then other things started clicking after that, like people booking me on their show and stuff. Yeah. I remember you gave me some really good advice um, because I had, when I was starting to produce my own shows, it, it was super stressful, but there was like a lot of outside influence. And I remember leaning on you and being like, I just don't know, I don't know who these other comics are i don't know that they're even the type of shit that i enjoy and i remember you being like just do like have the people that you think are funny on don't mm -hmm. just do shows just to do shows was basically yeah. what you were telling me and that like petra's picks was hands down the best experiences that i had when i was doing those shows like I, the first show that we did went really well yeah, when but, you were doing like pro shows and yeah. stuff and trying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, because and the thing that I noticed was Petra's picks like that read through in in the promo and in the the lineups that you were getting and stuff. It was like it just 
people it's it's so weird because when you're first starting this stuff you think everything is an act and all this stuff needs to be produced and it needs to like have this polish on it and it needs to look professional but i think if you just do stuff that is it's weird how much just kind of like it sounds corny but like being true to yourself yeah. like that actually comes through way more than like trying to put a veneer on stuff and it's yeah. the same advice really with like a comedy act too like when people are trying to do false premise stuff or stuff yeah. that's clearly not um in their voice of conversation like you don't have to be the same person on and off stage but if you're trying to shoehorn yourself into a certain persona it just like it's gonna be so much harder not saying it can't work but yeah. like i don't know like i like in in doing like clean shows i had way more people coming up and talking to me after normal shows so like when i would be on showcases and stuff and older people too that like you you think that you have to clean up your act for like this older generation but they also grew up with some filthy motherfuckers yeah so like that whole being true to yourself thing like I introduced myself to people and like I I was the mayor of Nordic mm-hmm. was like my whole what? shtick was like because I'm just a you can like having I didn't dirty vote for you <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> having <laughs> dirty jokes doesn't mean you're devoid of being able to be personable and approachable and all mm-hmm. these things yeah in fact you almost see the opposite of when uh, <laughs> somebody gets like outed if they're a clean comic everybody's always like ever yeah clean comics are the fucking worst people in the world (laughs) because they're trying to hide something we're doing the opposite which is like trying to basically clean our dirty thoughts like i don't know i'm just waiting for the the bodies to show up from jeff foxworthy's uh (laughs) compound but i mean yeah Yeah, under his house looks like the catacombs in paris it's just like (laughs) The, the pile, the bone pyramids under Jeff Fox were these fucking... He mansion. actually has the torch that you have to light with the thing. And... <laughs> yeah, the torch is a bone, too. <laughs> the redneck John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So with all of that stuff, and I, I know I'm, I'm going to be talking to you a little more than... By the way, is it tough with somebody so attractive? Is it tough working with someone as ugly as Ryan? Oh my answer god. It. Answer it, Grant. <laughs> answer this question. <laughs> all right, if Ryan just stop listening to this. Okay, right. I'll take my headphones off. Okay. But um, I can I can still hear you, I'll, but I'll, I'll take just, my headphones. Yeah, okay, off. I'll just whisper. Uh, yes. Yeah, Chris, it's really hard. Um sometimes sometimes I'm just really happy it's a podcast cuz it's audio only, if you know what I mean. Okay, Ryan, you can put your headphones back okay, on. All thank right. you. Thank you. <laughs> I ha- I left them on. I just okay. stopped thinking okay. and letting <laughs> So Ryan is Ryan is practicing a new um, ancient Roman stoicism. Yes, ah. and so I can shut out mm-hmm. not only thoughts from my own brain, but uh, thoughts from the world. Mm-hmm. Sure, yep. that outside influence. Yeah. get it out of here. Yeah, only inward influence, and only right if it's kind. <laughs> yeah, only if it's good for him. Books yeah. are for losers. Now, mm-hmm. back to you like a shitty part of producing shows beyond the stress and all that stuff is people kind of buddying up to you Mm -hmm. and you know that it's bullshit because you were doing open mics with them and you know that they don't talk this way (laughs) normally. (laughs) Did you have interactions in that regard? (laughs) (laughs) Want me to name some names here? (laughs) 
You don't have to name any names. Riley Cosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. I know I'll listen to this too. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Oh, oh no, I don't want to tell that story. <laughs> Riley was such a <laughs> bitch about me booking him on a show one time. Um, yeah, I mean, people do that. Of course, you notice that. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's one of the it's one of the downsides, but also benefits of doing a show is that, uh, you know, sometimes people do that. But some like typically, I don't know if it's typically Ryan, you, you produce shows, too. Um, a lot of times you can use something like that to actually get booked on something else, which. Oh, sure. So it is mutually beneficial as as slimy or greasy as it can feel doing yeah. it. Yourself. Like, I, I don't really I try to not operate that way. Um, when, like, I try to not get asked to be on show, or, or I try to not ask to be on shows, which is something Ryan, uh, actually told me, um, which we're giving away the trade secrets this time, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> this has to be a Patreon episode yeah. behind a paywall. <laughs> Just make sure no open micers listen to this. Not that it matters right now. <laughs> Um, because they're all going to die. (laughs) Just say that this episode has uh, Jimmy Schubert as the guest, (laughs) and we won't have any open micers listen. Yeah, it'd be great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but but some of that stuff, uh, it can be annoying. It's it's actually more, it's, I, I, this, this is greasy. Uh, I don't care when it's somebody that I like and somebody that I respect, and I'm happy that they're hitting me up to do my show. It's more annoying when it's somebody that you watch bomb five nights a week uh, who won't stop asking you to yes. do the show, even yeah. though you're saying no in the nicest way possible. I guess that's what it yeah, is. It's yeah. saying no in the nicest way possible instead of being like, bro, it, in in reality, it really doesn't bother me that much. Most of the time, I will throw people guest spots too. But a big thing, here's another tip. A uh, big thing is if you're going to ask somebody to be on their show, uh, go to the show before you ask, especially if yes. you're like newer. Like somebody who's just like, or bribe, like a little bit yeah. of a bribe. Yeah. Max Chapman one time. <laughs> well, okay. I guess I can't, <laughs> I can't say what he bribed me with, but uh, I gave him five minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, I can bleep out his name. Oh. But it wasn't the bleeping of the name. It was what he gave. <laughs> it was oh, you blowjob? Oh. <laughs> oh no, I would say if he gave me a, yes. Okay. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Max Chapman blew me to get on the Tilted Tiki show. <laughs> It is always funny, too, though, because sometimes you say no to people for reasons that are completely out of their control or my control, where it's like, the this show is booked. It's too full booked, because I was also a person who really fucking cared about that. It's like, the show shouldn't go over 90 minutes, ever, uh. ever, because then people won't come back. And that's right. how you get into the positions where you're like, like, if you're... In, in a later part of a showcase show and it's going on for two and a half hours and it's like, oh, this sucks now. I, I wish yeah. I wasn't doing this show. Yep. And a bunch of people ran their light who, like, I should have gone up by now. I never wanted to put people in that position. So I would say no to people uh, based on that more than anything else because I always like giving people a shot because yeah. that's how new people get better. Um, and then when people would, like, make a big deal about not doing my, like, tiki bar show in Stillwater. that's a horrible show anyways <laughs> it's like what are you need to like oh, I'm sorry. you need to figure shit out because it is not worth the effort or uh like like mental anguish you're putting yourself through yeah. this is a t- like <clears throat> it's a bar show it's not even that good of a show it's and it's tough too because you feel like because on the one hand we should know right but on the other hand everyone says that 
every show is an important show. And so like com- comics who say that like they treat it like a business, it's like every opportunity for you to go out and present yourself, you should be doing it 100% and taking those opportunities, especially if you're not in an actual paid position to do that stuff yet. So I get like, it sounds dumb, but like uh, Ryan Mindorf would do those um, 12 mile shows. It was in the, did you ever do that? No. I don't it was in think the so. middle of fucking nowhere. It was so crazy. But people wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. People wanted to be a part of it. And the one of the speakers was blown out. There was a bunch of people at the bar. Nobody was like turned our way to listen. And but people still want to be a part of it. Were you, were you up there taking photos ever? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so you were actively contributing to basically gaslighting all the comics down here into thinking it's a good show because oh, you get wow. you can get like, some, look at these beautiful yeah, photos. Yes, you can get some that's great really pictures funny. from a show that's absolutely terrible yeah. and be like, "Oh, I need to do that show." Yeah. But it's really just like, "Oh, I need to have Chris just come and take <laughs> photos <laughs> of my show." Fuck, that's yeah. hilarious. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I totally did make it look way better. <laughs> <laughs> all that to say, Glad that you are a comedian. You're a, a, a ray of sunshine to have in the community. Thank you. I honestly That's like you, nice. you're you're such a solid human being. My my reputation is so much better than I actually am as a person. <laughs> it kind of shocks me. Like a lot of people tell me that I'm nice, and I don't feel like I'm that nice of a person. It's not that I, you're necessarily <laughs> nice. You're just not mean. Okay. Yeah. It's the absence. of of those yeah. shitty things wow. that make you a solid human. So that's that's okay. all it takes, listeners. Don't be shitty. Don't be shitty. Yeah. And Ryan, <laughs> don't be shitty, man. Yeah, speaking of... Speaking of shitty. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I like this intro, yeah. All right. right. Now... I always give you these intros. It's always like, this next man voted for Donald Trump. Give it up for Ryan Yeah, Carl. you did that <laughs> all the, the time. The last time I did my show, Grant was filling in to host for me, and, and that's how he brought over. me up. Yeah. It's like, you might know this guy's been hosting the show for a while. He voted for Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Call, and I was like, okay, hey, uh... I mean, thank you. I didn't, but also that's the thing too. Is everybody believes me yeah, now? You're once someone says you voted for Donald Trump, it doesn't matter how many times you say no, I didn't. People are still gonna be like, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Even now, yeah, I I started to question. I was like, did I vote for Donald Trump? Huh. so now, um, okay, so you started your modeling career in Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. That was okay. Yeah. And you're like, I am tired of exposing myself to all of these photographers. Yeah. For next to no pay. Yeah. I'd rather do it on stage for literally no pay. Yeah, I had to pay them. (laughs) No, so you said you're from Wyoming originally. So originally I'm from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, And then my freshman year of high school, we moved to Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, which is like right next to Eau Claire. Do you have Native American in you? Both very Native American sounding. Um, my mom would say yes, but I would say no. <laughs> if that makes sense. Your mom's Elizabeth Warren, right? My mom is Elizabeth Warren, and uh, I just want to say, if anybody you know voted for Bernie Sanders in the primaries, you shouldn't have. You should vote for, for my mommy. Uh, <laughs> she is Native American. <laughs> I'm not, but she is. Um, <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so Chippewa Falls, where, where is that? That's like 10 minutes away from Eau Claire. Um, okay. It's where they brew Line and Kugel's beer, which is like their ah, big 
Oh, I think we fame. drove by there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty area, but yeah. I don't know. It's like Trump country, you know. Sure. I think a lot of Wisconsin is too. I think most of it, other than like Milwaukee and Madison, is pretty much. But that's the thing too. Is like Minnesota. Minnesota is the same. Outside the Twin like Cities. Our neighborhood. Well, we saw know, that dude, pop up shop on the way here. Oh, the Trump pop up shop. Yeah. yeah, he's been there for weeks. Yeah, weeks. He's probably killing it. I threw he, a Mol- no, he is. Which yeah. is you drive by and you're like. <sighs> I threw a Molotov cocktail and he just drank it. <laughs> Dude's out of his fucking mind. So, anyways, you vote for Trump. Yeah, vote come for over Trump. to Minnesota. I see that pop up shop. I'm like, I'm home, baby. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. No, we were driving through your guys' neighborhood though, and we're like, this neighborhood is too patriotic. A uh, lot of American flags. We we have the most diverse block. We do really. Yeah, mm-hmm. our road right here. We have um, Hispanic. Hispanic. Oh, I was going to say, is that just because you have tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> we are the most catted ones in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Kids look a little scared when we're walking around. <laughs> and then Lana and Layla are like, no, they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> I try and wave now more at the kids in the neighborhoods and that's scared of me. But yeah, black, black, Hispanic, <laughs> Filipino. I sound like an old racist yeah, guy. It's so funny that you're pointing. <laughs> it's not like, going to transfer on the recording at all. No. no. You look like you, it sounds, it sounds like, like you're playing uh, Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so did you do stand up first in Eau Claire then? So the first place I ever did stand up, I was 18, and I drove two hours to Rochester, Minnesota, which oh, Goonies, Goonies Comedy Club. Yeah. Yep. And that was when it was downtown too. So it was like it was just such a hot room. Um, and I had a great experience there. And then, yeah, for the next like two or three years, I would just drive two hours every Thursday um, and not go to like my college classes um, to do the open mic. And then uh, I met some of the Eau Claire comedians and then we started a room there and then I moved to Minneapolis. And That's wild, man. I, Rochester is... We've heard so much about <clears throat> Rochester. Yeah, it's room. such a weird thing because like Goonies made that town like more popular for comedy because there's oh, comedians sure. that fly out to rochester is it uh do they have a casino down there i forget where like big stand-up shows happen but it's not goonies but yeah <laughs> it's like a uh, i think they have a civic center yeah yep. yeah. yeah there we go <clears throat> so yeah there's casino. there's comics <laughs> well, i don't know man that's just what minnesota think... seems to try to do Hey, are you famous? We've got a casino. You should come. Were well, that's you, just the healthcare you industry. It's a, <laughs> it's a gamble. It's a Mayo Clinic. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. But yeah, like the comedy scene down there is is really good for some reason. Yeah, it's, I think part of that is John Russell, who's a great comic. He MCs the mics there. And then um, uh, the owner of that club, Mark Clampy, is just like truly one of the best owners I've ever met. Such oh, a good that's guy. awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been doing stand-up then? I say like six or seven years because that's how long I've lived in Minneapolis and have been okay. like pursuing it pretty hard. So six years. But um, I mean, in truth, since I was 18, I guess I was, you know, at least dabbling. Sure. So did you ever finish school? No. no. <laughs> I Dude, you know, it's so dumb. So I dropped out of college and then I went to a tech college and I booked one gig that paid like $125. And I was just like, yeah, I don't need a degree. <laughs> Uh, this is if I'm already if I'm 19 and I'm making 125 dollars, yeah, yeah. Here, um, <laughs> I would like to do. I'd like to pose an improv scene if you guys okay. are game for yeah. it. Okay, 
Uh, Ryan, you're going to be going to the dean of your school okay. and telling him that you're dropping out. Yeah. To pursue comedy? To pursue yeah. comedy. And Grant, you're going to play the dean. Okay. Obviously. Okay. So I, Hold on. I, I should face each other. Yeah. Come in. Uh, yes. Excuse me, Mr. Dean. Dean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your first name is Dean and your last name is Dean. Correct? Yes. Okay. Um, hi, I'm a student here at... The universe. I know who you are, <laughs> Ryan Call. <laughs> okay, that's you're by you. far our funniest student. And you already <laughs> have in. my file open. Yes, come in, sit down. Okay, we've been waiting for you. Okay, who who else is in here that has been waiting for me? I have my uh, I have my uh, assistant, Mr. Gene Dean. <laughs> Gene, yes, make yourself known. Uh, yes, Ryan. <clears throat> just wanted to say, huge fan. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, stage four throat cancer, but I just love. Okay, step back into the shadows okay. now, Gene. <laughs> Why? Why have you called upon me? Um, I'm actually looking to um, de-roll from my classes. <laughs> De-enroll. To, I would well, like to leave my classes. Well, you know what, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mister Dean Dean. If it, if it was any other student, we would need your money. But you are just too goddamn funny. <laughs> okay, I was told that it's because my dad is a Vietnam War veteran that I didn't have to pay for college. But I will accept this. Take this one hundred twenty-five dollars. Okay, <laughs> now I have two hundred fifty dollars total. And go and make your dreams come true. Okay, I'm gonna go spend this on weed. Okay, thank you. Hit me up when you get that dime bag. When you get that, <laughs> I am paying two hundred fifty dollars for a dime bag <laughs> because I don't understand economics yet because I dropped out of that class. Well, my associate Gene has, has the finest bud. Okay. This side of the Chippewa <clears throat> River. I don't. I don't know if you like the red hairs, blue hairs. What are we looking for here? Uh, well, um, Northern Lights. You want some OG Kush? You know, I'm actually kind of a, an amateur to this, and I think it's also very uh, ethically ambiguous that a member of <laughs> the college is offering to sell me different <laughs> strains of weed. Well, I mean, Gene Dean does not work for the college. Oh, he's, he's just here. <laughs> he's my personal assistant. Okay, so you yeah. hire him. Yes. Okay. He's a contractor. He's contracted out. Yes. He works for Blackwater. <laughs> oh, cool, yes. dude. Yes. I drink Blackwater every day. <laughs> yeah. Gene, Gene grows weed for the CIA. Oh, cool, dude. Well, this seems like a guy I should be buying weed from then. Mm-hmm. And I will buy a 10... A uh, also, if, you, if you'd uh, like a mixtape, I have plenty of mixtapes. Yeah, uh, I actually, uh, because I'm 19 years old and have been doing comedy for six months, I also have my own mixtape. <laughs> so I will give you my comedy mixtape. Oh, that's great. In exchange. Trade work. I love it. It's called Great White Stallion. <laughs> And on the front, it has a picture of a great white shark and a white stallion, and they're mixed. I get it. I'm going to break the rules here. Is that true? Did you really have a mixtape called Great White Stallion? It was uh, like 15 minutes long. Uh, I recorded it at Goonies, and one of the the track names was like... uh, Pissing on your shoes or something. I don't All know. right, you know what? You need to stay and roll. <laughs> I didn't know we were still in the bed. <laughs> end scene. I wouldn't have told Sorry, you. I just had to end it. I had awesome. to end it. That was, was a good scene. <laughs> well done, guys. Thank you. Um, it's just a little taste of what we do over on mm. our our pod. I was there. just gonna say. Now you <laughs> That's guys, nothing like anything <laughs> we do over there. No, it's just that scene every episode. <laughs> Those we are tweak our it characters a little bit. Yeah. that we do on the podcast. So, being cis straight white males, <laughs> um, you decided to start a podcast, just yeah. like you, just like the rest of us <laughs> cis straight white males. You don't have glasses though, which is a little odd. We mm-hmm. wear them in the podcast. Oh, okay. yeah. 
the As blue light custom. ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not looking at screens. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just for clout. <laughs> what What made you guys want to start a EP cast? Well, so originally Tommy and I had a podcast with Zach Kagan called the Our Dads Podcast, where we just like made fun of our dads basically because I think everyone's dad is kind of a goofy person who's easy to make fun of, you know? Um, and then like COVID happened and like Zach had some family stuff pop up. So then we were like, Zach was like, oh, I can't do the podcast anymore. Zach also already has a very successful podcast. Yeah, so he was <laughs> so, double dipping. Yeah, it doesn't... <laughs> It's, it doesn't hurt him. That, yeah. Um, and so then we uh, contacted Grant about doing a new podcast mm-hmm. that I think has uh, exceeded everyone's expectations. Yeah. When we started this podcast, uh, <laughs> people were t- people told us, you'll never make it. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Our family, our friends, yeah. my college dean, everyone, <laughs> everyone was telling us, you'll never make it in the podcast industry. Yeah. But look at us now. We're on Duck Duck Gray, dude. <laughs> We've made it, baby. Man, you're the first person to say it and not fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You most said it of the fast, time, practice too. the whole way here. I'm a professional, baby. <laughs> uh, most of the time, you keep saying baby. It's because I'm baby ginger. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Every time you say it, now I'm like fucking now baby I'm, ginger. Yeah, and now I'm being very careful to punctuate it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So what? What the fuck is the podcast about? <laughs> So the podcast, it's called the We Cool Podcast, um, and there's a question mark in there, which it's actually just called We Cool, but we always refer to it as the We Cool Podcast yeah. um, <laughs> because it sounds weird to just say yeah, yeah. we do We Cool, yeah, um, and also we like to confuse people and not have good branding. It sounds like we're having a stroke if we just say we do We Cool, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. The premise of the podcast is we're three straight white men and we're appalled. And that's it. And that's it. We thought that was enough. We were like, that'll bring people in. That's a hook. Um, that's why we're not letting Kim talk at all yes. during this. Sorry, Kim. I, she's going to come up for a very important aspect of what? the show. Okay. He always throws me in to do like the serious stuff. I don't like it. Kim, do you sing the national anthem at the end? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Um, but I guess the hook is just like... Uh, we apologize for things that we've done, and then we also demand apologies uh, from other people. We have guests. On, we also have people write in with their own apologies that we <gasps> yeah will read on air, and then we apologize for them. I love it. Yeah, it's it's oh, a lot wow. of fun. We've we've been yeah, it it, it is really fun. Where think, where can people submit their apologies? So that is, right now it's grantwinkles.com slash no grantwinklescomedy.com slash we cool podcast, and there is a it's just a, all it is is a, an online submission form. You don't have to enter any information into it. People could be trolling the shit out of us oh. if they want to because there's no, like it. it you can't I, backtrack. Yeah, on the, okay. on the way up here, I was saying like, I really hope people do know that this truly is anonymous. So you can, we, we want, our goal is to get somebody to confess to a murder uh, via this. <laughs> and then no we solve yet? it. Yeah, yes, and then we solve it, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we shouldn't say that. We that should be the secret. Yeah, we won't solve that. We won't solve your. We won't even look into it. You committed. Well, but we will apologize for you. See, that's a thing. Like we do the dirty work. So everybody has skeletons in their closet, you know. And there's a lot of things um, that you've done, maybe in your deep past, that you kind of don't even think about, but you might remember. Like, oh, I feel bad about this thing, but I can't uh, out myself because you know it's a crime or something. Sure. Um, so we want those people to send the the heinous crimes that they've committed and things that they've done and said 
uh, that would ruin their lives if they were to get out, um, we'll, we apologize for them yeah. because also, it's it's cathartic. Also, even just things that won't ruin their lives. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. you know, if you have something that you've built up, um, we would love to read your apology and apologize for you. We've, In fact, the last one we read uh, on our last episode, the person, while they were writing it, said that they already felt better because they oh, got it off their chest. That's awesome, man. Yeah, because they never went to church. Mm-hmm. So they never had a place to confess these, you know, sins. And I we guess are a will. Catholic Christian podcast. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep, yep. And yeah, I consider myself, you know, a man of God, so I can grant the forgiveness of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Sure, I can You're opening my... those gates up for those people. It's mm-hmm. very nice. The heavenly gates. Yeah, peace be with you, mm-hmm. be, and also with you. And mm-hmm. absolution to all to you too. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man of God. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a child of God. <laughs> as I as I always say, I am a child of God and he has sent me here to I didn't teach think. these words and live these. That's the Mormon song. You do always say that. My uh, mom's side of the family is Mormon. Really? Yeah, they're not Native super Mormon. and Mormon? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, crazy. I love it. <laughs> it's fucked Good up. Good callback. Nice. Get some. Yeah, you don't want to know what went on in, in the deep history of his family. Dude, fifth generation Mormon, uh, sixth generation Mormon now with the, the, the nieces and nephews. Oh, yeah. Our kids are. But anyways, yeah, fifth generation Mormon. So Mormon that when polygamy was outlawed in the States, my great, great, whatever grandfather fled to Mexico with, with all his, his wives. wives. So our, our lineage, we are mutts. So hardcore. There is Hispanic in there. There's the Germans. <laughs> and they're the Mormon. Yeah. And Mormon is fuck. So not like, Chris, he's an atheist. Look at that guy. Super atheist. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. wait, wait, is your side of, like... Are your parents very Both Mormon? of his parents are yeah, still Two Mormon. Two of my brothers have served missions. Do no, they not no talk coffee, to you? No coffee, no beer. No, they still, they love this. They're, it's Chris changed. Is their favorite kid. So, yeah. like, yeah. on the West Coast, it's still very, like, anti-caffeine. Yeah. But the further you get away from that. Yeah, like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they drink uh, Red Bulls and Monsters and Crazy. stuff. Crazy. Yeah. But not coffee. Which, They're yeah, going we would straight never. to not hell. coffee. Yep. Straight Mm-mm. to dude. I no um, green tea either. But then, really, yeah, and it's funny because your dad does that too. He'll pound monsters and Red Bulls. But if they'll look, okay, is there green tea in that? <laughs> can't have that what? coffee. I know it's very interesting. Well, let's let's hop in real quick, and this is what we do on our show. Is uh, you know, this is to God. Um, sorry on behalf of all these Mormon people mm-hmm. for right. taking part in caffeine and green tea and fleeing to Mexico mm-hmm. and fleeing to Mexico with their wives. With mm-hmm. their wives. Sorry about the wives thing. Yeah, I know. You know <laughs> of the even though technically you told them to do that, which I mean, come on, sending a little bit of mixed messages. I know. So, Maybe like tell know. us that you're. <laughs> to tell them to do yeah. that too so we know okay but this is getting you should apologize as well do you know about baptisms for the dead i i know about this you know what i'm talking yeah. about you should explain it it's yeah yeah did, so did you, i've done like, that do research in religions somebody, or how do you know about that somebody brought magic this up underwear to... do you know about the magic underwear? i know about the magic underwear they have to keep it on to get into heaven that's right i didn't know about that one uh, but i'm gonna have to get myself a pair of that <laughs> i'm wearing a... mine right now okay Excellent. two yeah. pairs two pairs did you get it well, from your mom's dude, side get me yeah <laughs> For my aunt. Share the love, man. Dude, I did tell... Okay, uh, I was, like, visiting that side of the family for 4th of July. Do you uh, tell a Mormon joke? 
I do, yeah. Well, it's like the, That's funny. the I'm like, doggy see? style thing, and then I'm like, I accuse the oh, audience yeah, of being yeah, Mormons. Yeah. That's um, right. That's funny that I'm just like, Because yeah. we looked wow. at each other when we heard you hit that. <laughs> yeah. Because no one talks about Mormons, yeah. and Chris's whole family this over is, there is. It's so little, weird because, sorry, but the first thing I said to Ryan when I got in the car on the way up here was asking him about Mormonism, and yeah. I actually gave him the book Under the Banner of Heaven, oh. which do you know that book? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. heard about it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's this crazy book about like uh very religious mormons but we're yeah. we're well, talking mormons right now sorry yeah. go wow that, that is really and then you get here i know and look at this synchronicities baby mm-hmm. that's what's so weird though is like so my mom and like my grandma aren't super mormon well my mom isn't at all but my grandma's like she'll go to church a little bit but she doesn't really give a shit and then her sisters are ultra mormon and my mom made brats for everybody and they were eating one of the brats, my mom was like, they were like, what, how do you cook these? And she was like, oh, like they're beer battered. Oh. And then she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they were like, oh, we'll just like, we'll just ask for forgiveness. It's fine. And I was like, <laughs> no, y'all are going to hell. I was so proud of my, I told him at the dinner table, I was like, I don't think God's going to be able to forgive you for this. <laughs> You're going to hell. Unless they submit an anonymous apology. Yes. To the We Cool Podcast. Yeah. com slash We Cool Podcast. <laughs> and wear their magic underwear yep. when they submit that yep. apology. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I'll just go ahead and do it right now. This is a freebie. Uh, sorry to God for Ryan's aunts. Aunt eating. Zella and Aunt Marie. Uh, more so Aunt Marie because Aunt Zella is kind of just a She's mean person. A yeah. <laughs> we, we went and watched uh, Fireworks. Well, sorry, though. Just sorry, God. I won't for apologize for her doing I this. I will. She, we went to go watch fireworks and then she refused to get out of the car and she was like, I can see him fine. And I was like, this car is parked the opposite way of the fire. You're facing the wrong way. You're not going to see him. That does sound like a fun Mormon rule though. Like one of those random rules where like you can watch fireworks, but only in the mirror. Yeah. You can't look them directly in the eye. That's a form of caffeine is getting adrenaline. From seeing a firework. Patriotism is a form of caffeine. I heard that that's how, that's the only way that Ellen will watch fireworks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She can't look at them directly. Yeah, yeah. That was good. I like that. (laughs) But yeah, the baptism for the dead thing. So Mormons, uh, like, got famous for a couple of things. You know, basically the Costco of wives. Mm -hmm. Just get them in bulk. And then the other thing was the way that they can uh it's is it genealogy is that the word i'm looking for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how they chronicle whatever um is they, it ancestry.com <laughs> yeah a, a i think mormon they, they i think they started that yeah, yeah. so they th- yeah they so they had the longest record of like people's lineage it was absolutely insane but the thing that people didn't highlight was the reason that they have all these names is so that they can take that list you go and you get baptized so the person that ba- is baptizing you is saying, on behalf of Rasputin, who died in 14, whatever the fuck, I now baptize you. So, like, Mormons say they don't believe in limbo, but they do, because they think that there's all these people just hanging out, waiting for somebody to baptize. Dude, I was going to say, imagine, like, I guess this isn't limbo, but imagine, like, being in hell for 600 years, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're just getting, war- you're like, what the fuck? I was just getting used to everything here. And now I'm in Mormon heaven? It's so cold yeah. up here. Yeah. And we can't have coffee. Yeah. yeah. That was the one nice thing about yeah. hell is every, hot every coffee, day. The hottest coffee. 7 a.m. We all drank our coffee and then they whipped us. 
You ain't getting the, whipped up in heaven. Yeah, yeah. no. You know, no. Satan always and I was said, starting to enjoy, like getting whipped. Satan always <laughs> said, enjoy this while you can. I didn't get it until yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd way rather be down in hell with all the fun coffee drinkers, all your yeah. great coffee drinkers throughout history. Yeah, well, like, or imagine uh, your whole family's in hell, and then mm-hmm. they only have your name. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. You're one, they could only yeah. find you, yeah. Yeah. Isn't, so don't they... They will actually baptize a person, right? Yep. But it'll, so I, I've been in there. I've done it where they say in the name the of so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Wow. You did this yeah. to a person. Well, they Many people, <laughs> yeah. right? Isn't it a lot of people? A lot of people. Yeah. Wow. Because I heard they, this might be one of, this, this, at the risk of repeating something that is completely wrong. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. Do that. Well, I'm gonna, I always take that risk. Uh, like Most swimming things pools you say. Yeah. full of people. I've heard that like swimming pools of people get baptized. Well, and... they don't do that anymore. Oh, okay. So, anymore. Like, okay, yeah, Not during was... coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so when, when I did it, they, it, but it is, it's busfuls of teenagers. There was busfuls of teenage kids. <sighs> yeah. We all stand in line. And you just go get dunked, and then you dry off, go get dressed. But like, there's there were so many. And they fucking... go hit on girls at the dance. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I've, I've oh, you know what? Way... I should apologize for if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll absolve you. Um, I, I. This is our podcast now. So <laughs> you're listening to the We Cool podcast. <laughs> um, we We Cool Duck. Now I'm going to listen to your guys' podcast. Now yeah. I'm very invested. I think it's a fun podcast. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to submit a bunch of shit when I go to bed please tonight. Do, please do. Please do. Yeah. You're going to be like, fuck, Kim keeps coming. No, no, please do. We won't know. Maybe yeah. I should save it then. No, no, no. Do it. Do no, it. All right, all right. Okay, do it. Um, save it then if, submit is it. it. If we'll it's about up. me, don't yeah. do it though. I, I made out with a girl in a baptismal font. <gasps> it wasn't Was me. that about you? Okay. No. All right. Whore. Wait. At the church. No. Yeah, and Chris tried to get me to touch his penis at the oh hey Mormon now church. hell yeah <laughs> I don't want to apologize for that I was wearing my massive cargo khaki pants we were so at a, many pockets we were at a Mormon dance I I didn't get baptized Mormon my best friend was Mormon and so I went, that's how I first met Chris when we were fifteen yeah yeah and uh, I thought that the way that hand jobs worked <laughs> was you just unzip your pants and it just happens uh-huh. and we're in the dark. <laughs> And I are unzip you, my just, pants. Are you sure you want to tell that? <laughs> Thank God your parents will listen to this podcast. She, go, she goes, did you just unzip your pants? <laughs> I just fucking ran out of there. I was like, oh my God. No, it was one of my many pockets. <laughs> it's, my, it's my backpack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait. In reality, you, it was your front pack. Yeah, you, you, you tried to play it off like you were unzipping your backpack when you had just there opened your pants. There was a bunch of us in that room, too. No, that's smart. That's smart. Don't make fun of him for Congratulations, that. Congratulations, Chris. You just me too yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to your wife. <laughs> I went back for more. <laughs> well, Three so, years and later. now you just me too'd yourself. <laughs> so we actually we met at the Minnesota Special Olympics. I got second place, and then we went to a. <laughs> we Mor- did go to the Special Olympics though. <laughs> it was this big Mormon event for us teenagers. Yeah, yeah. We got to do all these things. No, that's where Ryan and I draw the line. We <laughs> yeah, not, dude, we don't make fun of the Special. Olympics. They're the number one sponsor of the We Cool Podcast. You because better apologize for that right now. I won't. Oh. It's a we, damn good joke, and I'm going to keep telling it. We <laughs> value the real Olympics so much <laughs> that by default, you making fun of the Special Olympics makes me mad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's very unpatriotic. You're right. Yeah. Fuck. But I do apologize now. Though. And we will. I'm sorry. On behalf of uh, Chris, I'm sorry to the 
all of the Olympics, mm-hmm. the regular Olympics, the Special Olympics, the like uh, the old the, ones that they used to do in Greece, the old timey Olympics. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All of that to say, an underlying thing in comedy that people and I didn't bring Where this up enough. Where are you going now? <laughs> I know. I know. It's, how a, it's, wow. a, it's a hard. Like a, how dare you try and steer this ship after yeah. what we've just done? It's a hard. It's a hard turn. Um, but it's something that I didn't bring up enough when we started this podcast was the fact that Kim is a mental health professional, and like I would always bring it up after the fact that we recorded, and comics would be like, "What? The f- we should have talked about mental health stuff." Yeah. I have my master's in nursing. Okay. Hell yeah. Psychiatric. She is a master of science. I work in the emergency room. I do mental health assessments. Sounds fun. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> so uh, when people come to my house, I just sit and diagnose them the whole time. Fuck. <laughs> this has been a trap. <laughs> Sorry, I just screamed that in the mic. That was sheer panic. <laughs> so when you said narcissistic, I was like, yeah, right when you walked in that fucking door, fault it. <laughs> fuck. But like, I feel uh, like with comedians, there is a lot of narcissism. Oh in yeah, comedy. but with me, yeah. it's like a kind narcissism. Yeah. Right. There's some type of you've got some cluster B traits of narcissism. Okay. You're not quite narcissistic don't you dare do that to me i cannot handle it yeah don't tell him that i'm narcissistic but like so when when you when you think about the um like you when you meet comics and you learn all of these things um because for some reason i mean it's trauma bonding really like because we're talking about shit on stage and it seems like we're confessing all of these things then after the fact somebody will be like uh yeah, man, I uh, was homeless for two weeks. And then, like, we, we talk about all this heavy shit, and it's more like, <laughs> yeah, isn't that fucked up? Like, we laugh it off mm-hmm. versus dissecting some of that stuff. And I just, I I wonder, especially with you, because I've turned my body. I don't want to address him so much anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just too handsome. You can't. I can't handle it. <laughs> That's the even... first thing I remember like being like, oh you're my too attractive. Yeah. I know, that was very nice of you. And I think of that in moments of weakness. When I see a pimple or a blemish on my face, I go, Chris Duke thinks I'm handsome. <laughs> That's funny. When I when I looked on our calendar, who was coming over tonight to podcast, I'm like, oh, I bet he's going to talk to Ryan about how attractive he finds him. <laughs> it's true. See, now I wish you would have told, I wish you would have sidebarred that conversation so I didn't have to hear it because uh, Grant wasn't prepared. About me. You hear it a lot. Mm. Anytime, we'll skip that. Um, <laughs> I was just going to talk about how like girls, when you were around, would be like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah, but then they never talked to me because I've never, <laughs> I have never. Well, I got uh, my last relationship. It was because she knew me as a comic, but that's in like six plus that's years how it ended, of doing right? stand up. Yeah, she found out I was doing comedy, and she was like, well, "I can't do this." Um, in six plus years of doing stand up, never once did uh, anyone show any like interest. Really? Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's um, you're frighteningly attractive. I don't know if I think it's uh, I'm. We're like they don't know what's in your past. Yeah, like you're from Wyoming. Yeah, who did you murder in Wyoming? Dick and Cheney. Am I next. Yeah, that's why girls are like, oh, that's it. I can't approach him. Yeah, obviously he's got murder looks. Mm-hmm. He's also funny. Which that I think can be an attractive thing to correct. I mean, like, sure, it's like Ryan Reynolds is so hot, mm-hmm. but also it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 
I've, I always tell Ryan that like he should just change Reynolds his, or call call. Oh, well, okay. sometimes we I, call Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I call Ryan Reynolds and, and he I doesn't. Say, Have you up. ever heard of Ryan Call? He's funny <laughs> and hot. You just want to hear like a Ryan you. Reynolds story? Sure. Chris's uncle builds fences in oh. New York, and he built the fence around Ryan Reynolds' house. Yeah, no. So his uncle watches old westerns. He is not up to date on pop culture or anything mm-hmm. like I that. I love this. Yeah. And so he met with Ryan Reynolds, and you can probably tell the story <laughs> yeah, a little okay. bit better. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so there was an opening in their fence, and there was uh, beer cans and cigarette butts. So somebody was like staking, staking their house out. And so they, my uncle gets hired to do famous people's like fence jobs because he has no idea who they are. And they just like that anonymity. So my uncle is it also enormous. He's huge. He's he looks six, like, five. He's uh, huge. is it Sam Elliott from Tombstone? Or, oh, hell yeah. You know like what I'm talking the, about? Yes. The mustache yep. guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's huge. Yeah. yeah. So he goes up the driveway. Ryan Reynolds is like, hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. And my uncle must have had like some kind of like, okay. And he's like, so what's going on? And he describes the fence problem. And he's like, why would people be staking your house out? And he goes, well, my wife's hot and I'm famous. <laughs> my uncle was just like, okay. Did he fix <laughs> the fence? Yeah. He did fix the fence. Chris nice. also did a fence next to Donald Trump. And he peed in Donald Trump's yard. Richard, Hell yeah. I pissed on Richard Gere's property. We're very territorial, the Dukes. <laughs> they piss we everywhere. Were you the one who left the cigarettes and beer cans? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, <laughs> Ralph Lauren, um, Stanley Tucci. So they send you in to funk up the place. Yeah. yeah. To like create the need for offense. Yeah. yeah. Is that it's kind of like a mafia tactic. Yeah. I was going to say, is that a racket? It'd be a shame it if is, somebody would yeah. uh, smoke cigarettes and drink beer right on your property <laughs> line. And then the Sam Elliott Duke comes in and he's like... Well, I don't even know who you are. Say <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What the fuck. <laughs> I say, I say. <laughs> we met, there was only, there's one time that I can remember. Like, my uncle's really cool with famous people. Doesn't phase him at all. But for some reason, people who, like, started, like, with nothing and became ultra rich, he just envies the shit out of them. So we're going to this repair uh, for this guy. He calls him Tex because he's from Texas. Super original name. And he, and I'm 14, and he goes, "Don't embarrass me in front of Tex." I'm like, "All right," because I'm weird as fuck. Still is. So we're there, and like they're talking, and it's like seems like they're going down memory lane. There's lots of fun stuff, and I'm like, "Normal question. Try to figure it out." He's from Texas. Have you ever been licked by a cow? <laughs> And I'm dead serious. This guy looks at me and goes, yeah. (laughs) And then he looked like sad and walked away. And my uncle yelled at me. What the fuck was that? I was like, I don't know, man. That is a traumatic question to ask someone. You get licked by a cow and you carry that with you for the rest of your life. This dude had millions of dollars. His house was gorgeous. But some cow, <laughs> fucking, you ruined his day. That's the uh, that's the the linchpin. That sh- that's called a Texas boom. shower, right there. That's- <laughs> <laughs> and it is not pleasant. No, <laughs> it's oh, a rite fuck. of passage. That's great. What were you gonna say now? We went really far away. Oh, about Grant. Have, yeah, Ryan being super hot. Okay, now back to uh, so the but like so the mental health side of things. 
the the it's fucking heartbreaking when comics tell you these things and then you watch them deteriorate. And even though you have this connection because they opened up to you in a way, you don't really know them, but you have the misfortune of like knowing this really fucked up stuff about them. And so like that that feeling of like I should I do something? Should I be doing something? What do you like? Do you do you feel a need to to do something for somebody if they like if they don't reach out to you? You know, like I, yes, I do yeah. feel that obligation if somebody were to reach out to me. Um, but it is weird, yeah. Like dealing with other people's shit, like in a way that um, I've approached comedy for a while, kind of business like. Like I'm not really there to make friends. Sure. Um, It'll happen, and I'm friendly, but like I don't. Grant tells us that every time before we start the podcast, <laughs> yeah. he says, we, "I'm not here to make friends." Yep. And me and Tom I go, keep, okay. I keep my headphones on yeah. the whole time until the second the mics and the cameras are on, and uh, I do not speak to Ryan or Tommy or allow them. I'm the Ellen of our <laughs> show. If I look at him, he hits me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I. I, as soon as the mics are off and the cameras are off, I shake both their hands and I just leave the room <laughs> and I leave the studio until they're gone. And then I come back and tear everything down and, and turn off all the Do you, do you throw, them. do you drop change on the ground and say, uh, guys, uh, look like you need that? No, I'm not disrespectful <laughs> in any way. It's like I said, I keep it professional. I don't it's want a kindness yeah, still. Exactly. See, I have them trained to yeah. know that it's kindness that yeah. I'm doing for them. Uh, no, I, I, that's the thing, though, is like um, I do I, I approach it very business like I'm, I'm really not there to make friends. And that does kind of rub people the wrong way sometimes. And um, when I started approaching it in a more business like way, I know there are some people who <laughs> I've had multiple people come up to me and be like, man, we used to be friends, like seriously no. say that to me and be like, you used to be cool, man, stuff like that. And it's like, well, no, first of all, I never was cool. <laughs> And second of all, I'm sorry that I'm like taking this seriously. I guess if that's a problem, deal with that on your own. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it can get weird. Um, but if I like to think that if people are really in rough shape, I w- I do reach out to people if I can sense it. But I don't know. Yeah, there there have been some times where people were kind of laying some some uh, let's say mental issues on me. I think I was. I don't want to get into like real details about it but kind of what i was alluding to earlier when people were making a very big deal about not getting booked on my oh sure tiki show and uh like basically coming at me with a lot of things of being like laying way more on me than has anything to do with this show and then all of a sudden it's getting to the point where it's like kind of like if you don't book me it's i'm so depressed already like blah 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 and at that point i'm like well what the fuck (laughs) like then I do reach out. I'm like, are, why did, what do you mean by that? Like, are you okay? Do you need, and then I don't know. Like, so yes, I do feel the obligation to do that for people in need. And I, I think that's important. And like with the rising awareness, I think of like how real mental health is and stuff for, especially for a lot of people who are performing. Um, I take it seriously, but you know, that's, I haven't had a lot of situations like that ever. Um, I don't know. Well, and and Ryan, you do strike me as not to, but you a little more friendly. <laughs> oh, that's just the face. That's just the mask <laughs> that we all wear. Um, but I mean, I've I've never seen you like try to like, even though a conversation's going on. I've if somebody approaches you, I've never seen you like, yeah, cool man. Like, kind of, I'm over here. 
You always seem like very open. Like, yeah. Well, thank you. You want to have a conversation? Let's do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've been very fortunate in the scene and I've had people who, when I came into the scene and I was coming up, people treated me with kindness. And, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm at a position in the scene now where I understand that, like, if someone's new and if I show them a basic kindness, that means a lot more to them than I would even think it would mean and the flip side of that is true too so like me if you know i brush someone off that's gonna be a lot more harmful than i would ever intend that you know and sure i don't know i feel like that's the basic thing that you can do as a member of a community is just try to be you know how how many times did you move when you were growing up well just um just the once but that was like starting high school too okay so it was like a big I mean, I remember I had a tough time. Also, like, the education system in Wyoming is, like, not as good as the education system in Wisconsin. So there was, like, not only a, you know, making friends curve, but also, like, a I fucking haven't done math curve. You know, like, (laughs) geometry? What the fuck? Um, uh, And just, yeah, just having a tough time with that. So I'm sure some of that has, like, you know, probably affected the way... I, I always interact try to with interact with people. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I so Kim Duke. What thoughts? <laughs> well, in re- in regard to like what we're talking about, because I I can't always verbalize correctly. The, you can't. That I don't know that, what that you're dynamic. About. Like in so. In the sense of people are hurting that whole trauma bonding thing, and yeah. like how much you should invest in that situation when don't somebody do does don't have... invest in people's issues i'm just teasing <laughs> oh i was like God, honestly God, though yeah that's kind of what that i made was me feel at. good like, yeah. it was like surface level good mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's but, hard i mean it's I, I mean you can i don't know i, I don't know what you're trying to I ask always, me i always think about you because because you, you throw me at people and then everyone tells me what's going on well in life. but i know that when you hear certain situations you know how far the like if somebody says I have BPD. You know that if you invest X amount of knowledge into them, they then lean on you, and that can seem kind of scary. Yeah. And yeah, I'm definitely guilty of throwing people at you. But I mean, so like because no, you- like I guess I don't know what you're trying to ask. You you ask questions weird. I've noticed that listening to our podcast. I'm like, what the fuck is he trying to get to? Use words. It'll make sense in a second. Use Wyoming words. (laughs) Get simple. Is it tough (laughs) working in your field and then having people outside of work want to get... I had a hard time going to comedy shows because you do hear lots of stuff where... Like, especially when people are talking about suicide and stuff. One of the comics that we would listen to, you would really like, oh, I was driving to this place. And then like, what if I just crashed my car? And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he might need some extra help. You know, you'd think that. And it's like, OK, no, it's just comedy. What's I it? think it's hard for me. Yeah. So that's what, like um, these passive thoughts. Yeah. That people passive seem to. Su- people lot. I'm not saying that's lots of people have passive suicidal thoughts. Like if I just drove my car off the bridge right now, what would happen? People don't act on it. That's. That's I shouldn't why I say that's not un. It's not uncommon. But I get it. Like, that's why I don't like to go to the edges of tall structures because I feel like I would just be like, I'm just gonna jump off this, and not because I want to commit suicide. Just because, like, yeah. yeah, it's like an intrusive thought. Yeah. Yes, yes, intrusive. That's a good way to put. Yep. Yeah. Lots of people have tons of intrusive thoughts. I work in the mental health field, and yeah. sometimes I'm like, 
What would it be? My car can crash in front of that tree right now. That's 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 a good way of of like making more sense of what I'm trying to say. Comics vocalize these intrusive thoughts, and we do it in a way of like a punchline. We're grabbing your Mm -hmm. attention with like this thing that sounds really intense. And so, from your perspective, because when you are um, working with people who might need a bed or might need a plan outside of the hospital. When you hear those things, it's like, if I heard that at my work, I know what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the comedians, they have therapists and stuff. Mm. But I think we have to m- make jokes of the serious shit we go through in our lives or else we, that's how pe- some people cope is like, I'm going to tell jokes about the time I was on a mental health unit or the time that, you know, I was on medications and this and that happened because it's normalizing mental health. It's good. It's the then people don't feel like they're alone. That's like, really oh, interesting. that mm-hmm. comedian made a joke about how he was on a mental health unit and all these stories, and that that makes me feel less. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it, funny. Do you? Oh, ahead. I was just gonna say it also takes power from the event and yes. gives you the power because now you're in control and you're yeah. you're getting feedback from it. It's not that it's affecting you anymore. Now you're using it to affect. Yes. You know the yeah. way. Especially yeah. like the ones when you hear people talking about being on mental health units, because when you go to a mental health unit, you lose all control. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. always in someone else's hands. So when you do tell jokes and make light of it, it's like, no, nah, like I lost control in that moment, but I was, I'm in control. Take yep. it back. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Or just like when people talk about like, I've got depression, I get anxiety, I have bipolar, like them normalizing it mm-hmm. where you can be like, wow, that person can be on stage, talk about it. They are a normal person. Like one out of three people have some type of mental health issue, whether it's anxiety, depression, whatever else. I know at Nordic, like a lot of times when you would be um, in there, for some reason, somebody would bring up a medication that they were on and how they were mixing it with something else. And you would like, I'd come up to you and be like, so did the kids get to, and you'd be like, they shouldn't be mixing this. (laughs) (laughs) So that is, it's interesting that like you, you see, I I love that you have that outlook on it. I, I I didn't know that because the stuff that I would see was you commenting on shit like that. where like, don't mix those medications and like, what does this actually mean? So it's nice that you have that view of like the control is, uh, is in your court as far as that stuff goes. Yeah. That's awesome. I I think listening to like Matt Field's podcast, you know, hearing all those people's hard stories and knowing that they all do most of them are well i think all of them do comedy Mm, a lot of them them, yeah and knowing that they can tell jokes about these serious things it's Mm -hmm. like good for them because then someone some one coming to watch can be like okay yeah i'm not alone my my friends over here think you know because i have bipolar they're on edge but this guy can be up there telling some story and he's normal too yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I think it's kind of a double-edged sword because for the crowd, that's great. But then like kind of going back to what you started this conversation with as another comedian, like because those bits are basically a lot of the times they're kind of engineered to make light of the mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. the issue. But what if they're actually? Yeah. So it's really easy to uh, basically like brush off anything that they're talking mm-hmm. about in the yeah. sense of like they framed it as something that is serious, but they also don't take it that seriously because normalizing it, which is yeah. good. Yeah. But then like, to an extent, yeah. Cause yeah. then on the other side, when you're like really asking well, for help, yeah. then you're like, dude, oh, that's like yeah. when, so j- I before, get what you're I, saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. before I was uh, hospitalized, I 
the stand-up sets that I was doing, I was talking about like going through withdrawals, but I was still like patronizingly calling myself an alcoholic. I didn't mm-hmm. want to believe it. And so I would say it and like, oh, I'm an addict, like that kind of shit, sarcastically. Which and is what like so many people do that. Yes. Yeah. Like I do that sometimes, you know, and I'm not like, maybe I am a little bit, but I'm not like really going through sure. that, you know? But so that's, that's like, the spectrum though of like people who seriously are like in turmoil I go, and people that's who are the leaning into short a joke. Part right yeah. There. yeah. Where Chris was actually, he was mm-hmm. cr- yeah. actually crying for help without yeah. actually doing it where you're like, I bet I've had this yeah, under control. Fun of yeah, yeah. I had drinking. this, uh, I had this, like because insomnia is like a, a side effect of, of going through withdrawals and I would try to listen to ASMR and uh, it worked for a little bit but then like just the agitation that happens and I think because I was fighting like didn't want to admit it um, but I I did this joke where I was like I, I was listening to ASMR and then it stopped working and I thought well I should make ASMR for alcoholics you know like the sound of cracking open a cold one Cutting a piece of lime, driving a hundred miles into a barricade—stuff that mm-hmm. we alcoholics. But like, even then, I still was like, I maybe subconsciously, I was like, I want to drive a hundred fucking miles into a barricade. Somebody should ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. That's Whereas if you just listen back, so like, I just laughed at that when you said yeah. that. So it's like, so and it's I like knew <laughs> that stuff. And then you hear that person saying, I was going to go kill myself, but then I saw an Arby. So I'm like, mm, I'm going to get to see him. Now we know exactly so that's when I'm like, this is what but I really, do I need to ask that guy if he needs help? Like, that's where I'm like, it's like, do we need to build more Arby's or do we need, <laughs> what's the solution? Do we need, do we need less more Arby's? mental yeah. health unit beds yeah. or do we need more Arby's yeah. here? I think we need to turn more Arby's gay. But, I think like what you're saying too with like um like admitting it ironically that feels like a pre first step kind of thing where I bet oh, subconsciously sure. you were like like the pre contemplation stage yes of like wanting to quit you hadn't like cognitively been like yes I absolutely do have a problem but you were probably feeling that subconsciously and slowly starting Processing. to yep here's mm-hmm. how I'm gonna ease into actually uh, confronting what's you know a huge a huge test for yourself you know yeah that's a really great point. This got too deep. I'm ready to go no, on. I think, Sorry. I think Should we go back into important. the dean's office? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, so now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Three, Chris takes his pants off. <laughs> two. <laughs> it's a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was talking shit about it earlier, but he totally fooled me. <laughs> Uh, all right three two one <laughs> no you gotta give me the i need the blank spots so I, can. I just keep seeing you as a 15 year old zipping a backpack imagine this and right? his penis is just in the backpack <laughs> i'm i'm listening to a bootleg copy of avril lavigne skater boy i have uh frosted tips wow in yeah. my no hair. you didn't have frosted tips then I didn't. I have a picture of you. I gotta pull it up. Yeah, I thought. Oh, you're right. I had the <laughs> Ryan just just revealed on our podcast last you week. Had, you, I had frosted tips. And I had uh, frosted tips too. And uh, my ear was pierced in fourth grade because, because he was 
I loved to- Backstreet Boys and then Hell yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. I also loved Backstreet Boys. And my mom, and my mom was like, "If you really love him, you gotta go all out." You're Follow in fourth your grade dream. now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you have the Justin Timberlake red poster on the wall too? No, but you know what we were talking about on our podcast oh, was the no. Burger King Happy Meals. Um, the CDs, the blue, oh, the red, yes. and the yellow. Wow. And a weird thing about those. Backstreet Boys CDs is like if you put one of those in a Burger King kids meal these days, it wouldn't make any sense. The kids would be like, "Who the fuck are the Backstreet?" <laughs> yeah, and what Boys? is a CD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and why aren't true. we at McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when is the Angry Whopper coming back? That's the only reason oh, I go to Whopper, Burger King. The Whopper so that good, bites dude. back, so good. <laughs> I tried to eat one of those to go into labor with Landon. Do you remember that? We went and I would go. I thought you said you were a medical professional. <laughs> well, Mental it- health. <laughs> That's like when Chris Chris was sending me. Pi- I shouldn't even tell this to people, but you had those weird red bumps that you were sending me pictures of oh, yesterday. Yeah. It's his herpes. Yeah, herpes. Yeah. Oh, okay. On his leg. No. He's like, I, I was just, just on my core for that. People send me pictures of their rashes. It's like, I know I'm a nurse. I'm a mental health nurse. I forgot about all that other shit. I want Wait, to so see the rashes on your brain. <laughs> yeah. But you, okay, but you did eat an Angry That's Whopper to try yeah, to go into labor. labor. Spicy food. Medically, uh, Angry Whopper is an epidural. <laughs> From a medical standpoint. Mm-hmm. We have gone to four years of medical school combined. Combined, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Is that how you became a dean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense now. Uh, but yeah, so now is the time. So we have a segment called Snacks. Where we try a snack that we've never tried before. Cam had an awesome idea about doing. You know so what? I, you know I what story want... I thought you were going to tell. By the way, real what? quick, I, when I thought I had, <laughs> when I thought I had the Rona, Kim brought the kids to my folks, and uh, Landon told you that he was like, "Mom, did you know that you can't move the top part of your job?" <laughs> He's so Landon's telling me this, right? And I go, I have a master's degree in nursing and, and sci- it's actually a master's of science. And then this is, yeah. I'm so, so stupid. So Landon tells me this and I go, that's right. Do you know why? Because that is actually part of your skull. That's not, not your job. This is your job. And I looked at Kim and I go, when you told mom, did she go <laughs> to try and do the thing? And they both started laughing. Kim Duke with a master of science. Wasn't convinced that you can't move your top jaw. So she's zombied. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm trying, that's understandable. I'm trying so hard not to do it right now. <laughs> I I but, know that you can't, but there's a part of me that's like, but maybe I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I bet My, you can. And I love skulls, <laughs> I too. I love skulls. Yeah. I should know that this shit. That is a weird statement. I love skulls. <laughs> like, just, I think, I don't know. Do I you like, know Jeff Foxworthy? <laughs> Do you know Jeffrey Dahmer? Ooh. <laughs> All right. So now. Anyway, my oh, 11 year old. Eating. My 11 year old had to be like, did you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the front seat going, oh, yeah, you can't move that top part. And, Chris, and when Chris said, it's part of your skull, I'm like, oh, shit, it is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he barely graduated. High yeah. School. <laughs> There's been a lot of. Very real condemnations of the U.S. Uh, educational system in this episode so far. That is yeah. very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. Not a lot to show of it. Yeah. But me too. Anyways, anyway, let's okay. get into snacks, shall I can't we? Can't find that picture. So of Kim me. had the great idea of for this edition of snacks. Everybody has their own bag of chip. Well, 
don't sp- spread your corona into each bag because we're going to each try oh, okay. them. Okay. okay. Oh, we're each going to try all of them? Yes. Oh. So we can pick out which one. I thought it was. Well, good. let's start with Grandson. Well, wait. I thought it would have been funny, too, that we have to describe the chip by things that you have smelt in our life. Remember we had that conversation of how people yeah. explain, but then I'm, that's too much. Let's just yeah, eat the let's chips. Just, what do you got there? Uh, this is the Philly cheese steak flavored with Gino Steaks, the Philadelphia original. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crack that bitch open. These are called flavor icons. <laughs> Lay's flavor icons. What's what's the smell like? The bouquet. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> I ima- I, it's, it honestly smells like dog food smell. Oh, that smells good. <laughs> I mean, dog food does smell kind of good. All right. Should I just... Yeah, grab go ahead. One. Grab one. one. Oh, wait. Pass it around. And then well, pass it. Oh, okay. Let's puff, puff, pass yeah, around you can here. go ahead and start crunching since we got a lot to go through. Oh, I'm into it. I'm into the smell. Chris thought like we were me and him were just gonna sample all these chips. He's on and a we were just gonna watch. Yeah, well, no, like <laughs> I was messaging him. I'm like, I'm at Target. I saw all the flavor chips. I've I was just at the doctor. Was it yesterday? I weigh a hundred. He's worried he's got diabetes. I, I weigh hundred and eighty-five pounds. <laughs> How tall are you? You're like I'm a little taller five, than me, six. right? What? Yeah, five six. Yeah. I'm five six two. You're obese. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, by, by, by actual, definition. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which I know. Oh, those I, are good. Because I weighed 185 pounds as well, and it's like, damn, that's a lot mm-hmm. for a man. You uh, don't look five. like you're walking around with that much it's weight. It's because it's all here. Like, yeah. you know, you know how wa- Marilyn Manson removed ribs to suck his own dick. I removed mine because the gut just kept going forward, and I needed the real estate. You need space. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say that you took his ribs and just had them. <laughs> um, but I was watching The Last Dance, and it was like Michael Jordan at his prime was six foot six and one hundred eighty-five pounds, and I was like, "Damn, I'm five foot six, and I weigh that much." Like that's. So not... You guys are the same height and weigh the same amount. I, I've lost some weight, so yeah, uh, yeah. Happily, you're um, not five see, six. I feel I, like you're I'm, five eight. No, I'm like five five seven is what it says. See, I, I, th- I claim five seven. Well, we're like the same height, aren't we? Are we? Yeah. I'm, I'm five six and three quarters. Yeah. I claim five. We're seven. all the same height. <laughs> <laughs> I weigh 130 pounds right now. I think. Yeah. We, we could be the three Stooges. We could. All yeah. The same height. But what I was thinking about that first of all, um, it's funny because I saw you posted on Instagram right that you wrote no more snacks on your hand. <laughs> But this is a full segment, is getting four full-size bags. And you know what's funny? Chris will eat and fall asleep as he's eating. All of a sudden, he's laying in bed, he's like... <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm uh, like Chris, and they all quickly. Will he bite down yeah, as he wakes up? <laughs> the other night, five a five a.m. I'm like, I had a bad all, dream. <laughs> all of a sudden, I hear crunch, crunch, crunch. Five a.m. I like look at him. I'm like. He's fucking sleeping, eating again. <laughs> this is where this weight came. He sleeps and eats. I'm like, Chris. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you eating? Yeah. I had a bad dream. And he's just crunching on fucking rice cake. Here's how, here's how fat <laughs> oh, I am. A, that's actually healthy. Wait, you're going you're to top whole, that story? Not a whole bag of rice cake. <laughs> so, the mini um, rice cakes. Birthday cake Pop-Tarts. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, They're cupcake Poppers are a little noisy. Yes. So I thought, why don't I avoid that? So I open it. I put one pop tart on my chest, and I eat the other one. That way, it's on deck. I'm a fat, fat, fatty. 
and I eat. We have all this workout equipment he doesn't use. Hey, I use the treadmill. Not anymore. That I hasn't been for down a for a long That's time. True. A month. Well, Let's what I was I was thinking like. If you're if you're obese anyways though you might as well just like lean into it you know right. like that's why you shouldn't you should not be considered obese you're clearly not <laughs> obese right like I picture you got to ride a scooter that's like <laughs> that me, that's the that's American definition obese. Oh. you should just start parking in the handicap spots mm-hmm. at like Walmart and then screaming as you get <laughs> out of your car I am legally obese legally obese yeah, from I a legal like that. standpoint a judge banged his gavel. And I'm obese. Bitch, you fat. Get out of my courtroom. (laughs) Now, what do you got? I have kettle-cooked New York-style pizza, flavored Grimaldi's. Forget about it. (laughs) Grimaldi's? I wonder if it's a place in, like, Philly, New York. Uh, Inspired by Grimaldi's Brooklyn, New York. Because this one's El Torito Mexican restaurant. And this one's... Party foul. Nashville, Nashville hot Tennessee. chicken. Hell, fucking yeah! I was that really excited. Good. It would about be that so one. funny if that was like a Kid Rock's restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> like Kid Rock Hotel and Casino or whatever. The yeah, it's the Kid Rock Cafe. Yeah, is that what it is? I mean, no, it's a Hard Rock Cafe. That might it, his might actually be named the Kid Rock Cafe. You know, like the the buzzers that they give you, like for if you're waiting mm-hmm. for your table. <laughs> yeah. At Kid Rocks, they're all spare tires. <laughs> <laughs> and it plays Bawit when it goes off. I fucking hate how you pronounce that. Bawit It's like... <laughs> it's like he knows French or something. Like. That would be funny if... if <laughs> this isn't the first time he's said I've that. I noticed it. So, so I always like, say it, Bawit <laughs> So like Kid Rock meets you, yeah. and you're like... I I'm love, your biggest fan. I love Bawit Yeah, And then he's like... People have been pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea how much it warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> here's okay. Oh, I like that one too. Mm-hmm. These it are better like, than I thought. It tastes like the pizza Pringles. I was yeah. gonna say, pizza chips all taste the same. I mm-hmm. feel like. Yeah, oh, that's good. But I'm into it. Yeah, I feel like this one is a little bit more subtle than the pizza Pringles. Like the pizza Pringles just kind of taste like canned tomato sauce to me. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Do you know what else tastes just like the pizza Pringles? Is the tomato basil uh, wheat thins. Oh, Has anybody I had those? Fucking yeah, those love those. Mm-hmm. God, those are good. All those right. are like classy Pringles. Yeah. So here we have carnitas street taco flavored, inspired by El Torito. This is not sponsored by Lay's, but should be. This, it's also like these are all Whoa. like different types of chip. Like those are wavies. They had the kettle oh, ones. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep. What's it's interesting? These ones are, is not. it? <laughs> we're trying. We're trying <laughs> as hard as we can. Interesting. This is that. <laughs> I made the observation. That's the most American shit. Is oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Talking about chips. <laughs> well, my mom is part Native American, so. I don't taste anything. It tastes more like ramen noodle, kind of. Honestly, that was probably my least favorite so far. Yeah. Don't hate it. But you know why you want more? It's because of MSG. Yeah. There's no flavor to it. This says, taste the flavor icons. Discover the flavor of the hottest signature dishes. And you could win prizes. They got, okay, so what are the flavors they got? They got Nashville hot chicken. They got Philly cheese steak. (laughs) They got Michael Jordan, the icons Mm -hmm. of flavor. Yep. Michael Phelps. What do you Michael think Phelps. Michael Jordan tastes like? Hmm. I bet like. I bet um, you he tastes good. 
like Kobe Kobe beef, you know? What's that like really uh, fancy? Yeah, that's it. Japanese. I think he would taste like endorsement smells. Mm. Kobe Bryant beef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got over it. Well done. This one's the Nashville hot chicken. I was whatever. Why, why did I, I like that now Shame when you miss you. a shot, you can say Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on both of you. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big Kobe fan. I mean, it's whatever. Listen, to the black community, uh, <laughs> I would just like to apologize on behalf of Grant and Chris. <laughs> Rest in peace to Ari Shafir. I don't know. This do you one got is uh, Nashville hot chicken. This is the one I was excited about. And if it tastes like crap or no flavor, I'm going to be real I feel upset. like it's going to taste like ketchup. I hope so. Ugh. I like putting ketchup on my oh, potato. No. Oh, it smells so good. Do you know what's really good, actually, on plain original Lay's is Tabasco. Ooh. My girlfriend. I like that. Me out of that yeah. You don't have a girlfriend. I do, yeah. Not. <laughs> See, I have to yes and. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even negate the truth anymore. I like that you just uh, not yourself, you know? Borat. I yeah. love Borat. How do you guys like these chairs, by the way? Oh, so they're nice comfy. chairs, yeah. It feels, it's like Four Seasons kind of vibe. Like the hotel? No. Like Ooh. a Four Seasons porch. Oh. Like you're feeling all four seasons at once. Mm -hmm. That's oh, kind of like hot. what these chips are, too. The God aftertaste is uh, a lot spicier than the Ooh. the yeah. before I put it in my mouth. And you don't have anything left to drink. Mm. I have a water in my car. These taste like chicken skin. They do. That I love great... chicken skin. Wow. <laughs> I don't have anything left either. I I do have a drink left, but ginger kombucha is not what you want to go to <laughs> to like. You want baby ginger kombucha. <laughs> I told you I wanted it. <laughs> How many times do I? <laughs> I wonder why people I like have staring at the different ginger ones. Fucking salivating like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. That one was Woo. good, but it was hot. You can't have more than a handful of those. Yeah, that that one is that one's intense. Speaking of Epstein, mm -hmm. Ryan, we wanted oof. to. I'm glad we finally got. Yeah, let's here, address actually. this. Let's, I'd like to address these allegations. So, did, did you did you watch the documentary uh, on Netflix? Yeah. 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 Okay. Fuck. My God. But Ghislaine, yeah. she's still alive. Beautiful. Which is incredible. Yeah. I here's. Did my, you read the two thousand some pages of the documents that they opened? I didn't, but I did. I read like a little bit of the gist of it. I read um, them all. Pull the mic a little closer to you. Sorry. I also read um the the. An anonymous plaintiff filed against like Donald Trump and Epstein, like when she was like thirteen, which is that transcript is like truly, truly horrific. Um, I know what you're talking about. I think what we do as a society, especially with like Epstein, um, he we've turned him into like this pop culture figure, and we remove him from how heinous of an individual he actually was, where he just becomes this punchline now. Um, right. Like, oh, he got uh, he was murdered by the Clintons. Um, when you read those court documents, though, you're like, oh, no, this guy's, like, truly, irredeemably a fucking monster. Like, yeah. If he gets baptized by the dead, he's definitely not going up well, to Mormon heaven. Well, yeah, so he's just, just he's limbo, still, maybe. Piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I, I always think of what Chappelle said um, about how, how it's it's tough to care and, like, give something the, the, the weight that it really deserves mm -hmm. um, because... It happens every fucking day. We hear, like, if you Google sex trafficking in the U.S. right now, 
there is a case every single day of somebody either dying because and then finding out that uh, they were murdered by the fucking psychotic sex trafficking network and like just America is horrifying. And like it's so easy to look outward at these other countries because it's so far away. Mm -hmm. There are terrifying things that happen here all the fucking time. And so I think that with the Epstein stuff, it's like we we're like, how else do we process it? Because it's like, do I devote my life now to making sure that girls are safe? Because these were children. I mean, that's what's crazy, too, though, is it seems like it just keeps going higher and higher up where now there's a lot of like evidence that's pointing to like uh, Epstein and Ghislaine being connected to like Mossad or like the Israeli. They're like CIA potentially, which like I kind of buy into that theory or maybe they were attached to the CIA and they were using this as like leverage over like powerful people. But um yeah, it's just really sad and fucked up. Also, I don't think he killed himself. Or I don't think he was murdered. I do think he probably killed himself. I think he killed I himself. agree. Because he's a s- psychopath from what I understand. Like, my limited understanding is, like, they don't like to deal with, like, actual ramifications of their mm-hmm. actions. That's, mm-hmm. Was it Aaron Hernandez? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, the, day, the day he killed himself uh, was the same day that, like, a bunch of, like, court documents were getting unsealed, I think. And so it would make sense that, like, yeah, he would kill himself. Well, and all of those women were about to have their day in court exactly. as well. And he didn't want to give them that. Exactly. Yeah, it's so- also, it is fucking weird, though, that, like, the camera is just out. Like, well, the, I, I lean... prison, notoriously, though, was a dog shit prison. Yeah. So it's either they sent him there because they were like... Why would they send him there? It's, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, they were like, you know what? Those guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised they if they... might just let him kill himself. Exactly. That's, I think that's a lot more likely than them actually like having some like a hitman Which is yeah. just as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because that's what... Like you were talking about how do you... How do you de- dedicate... How do you decide to dedicate like mental uh, yeah. space to these things? And it's like... It's so... Um, kind of demoralizing even if you are paying attention to these things to even see like you get that close to like jeffrey epstein people have been talking about this guy for so long and then in the he's just allowed either he's dead like he's allowed to be dead without any of that stuff ever coming out and it's like i mean how do you how do you not just get blackpilled when you see that happen i mean and in minnesota specifically too like I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like I've watched friends go from having these normal lives to now every single day they wake up and they're protesting against some injustice. Now, mm-hmm. ever since George Floyd happened, like it changed people in a way that I wonder what would happen in my world that I would drop everything else. And now I'm just dedicated to doing it. Like yeah. I that scares me because I I have like um codependency issues so like this whole concept of like um feeling like i have to write these injustices Mm -hmm. is a a codependent trait and when you have that shit happen it's i feel like i'm so close i'm always so close to being like all right we can't do anything else all of our disposable income is going to fight i don't know converse shoes Mm -hmm. 
Don't fight Converse. I mean, why are they still like here? <laughs> that is a huge injustice right now. Yeah. Is the they're just jean shoes. <laughs> yeah, they're and, denim shoes. Yeah. Coming from the guy wearing flowered New Balance. Shoes. I was gonna uh, compliment you on those shoes, by the way. I well, like thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are New Balance, you know. Hey, should we cheers our New Balance? <laughs> to pull it full circle, I mean. That's why. That's really why we decided to start our podcast is because we're activists and uh, you know, like sure, white activists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best kind of. So activist. like, we're using our voices to raise our own personal. Well, we talk over other voices. Yeah, other white men. Like when Ryan's talking, for instance, I'll just well, jump sometimes in and I'll talk, talk over, over Graham him because too. it's like we got to smash so the I'll, patriarchy. Because right? he's like, trying to talk. What better so, way to but start sometimes I have something like to say. Hop right in. And I decide it's well. It's probably him, time you know, for me to talk now. <laughs> Ryan did vote for Donald Trump, so that and is something. Grant that, like, voted for Ralph Nader yeah, in 2004. With that, I would also just say, you know, like maybe you're Epstein. And I'm okay with that because it's <laughs> smashing the patriarchy really is what it comes down to. Yeah. That's what our podcast is about. It is just the two of us talking over each other and then Tommy uh, quietly crying. And he <laughs> he takes he, the minutes. He doesn't know. like conflict. Mm-hmm. He's such an interesting cat. And yeah, let's talk about Tommy for I a bit while that, he's not here to defend himself. Yeah. Make, I know that makes me sound old saying uh, interesting cat. It makes you sound like an old black man. Oh, and you yeah. just took the mic out of the stand. You're about to do your no, your fifty. Do <laughs> oh, don't do that anymore. You're more mature. Audience members Yo, are going to hear that. We need to do that on yeah. our podcast. That's a good what idea. What the hell? <laughs> you went, you went to treatment. You can't do that no more. No. Oh my god. What in the? Yeah, hell? I used to do that all the time. All the time. No, that's a really funny. Is that what he went to treatment for? (laughs) Are you relapsing right now? I gotta call my sponsor. It just takes one whiff. Chris, are you are you gassing again? I'm gaslighting myself. We're done with that. I was so excited it hasn't happened. I did it to Alex. Alex yeah, you and farting. Alex have a dude podcast. Well, wait, okay, yeah, yeah so, this is not a dude podcast. Although I feel very outnumbered here. <laughs> Alex, you are. I am. Alex is that kept, master's degree paying off again? Alex kept ripping ass in that chair over there. What the fuck? Not utilizing the mic, and I was like, I, I can't have okay. this injustice. Now I'm happy he didn't utilize the mic. <laughs> <laughs> we spray him with Lysol now because of Corona. So okay. every time he farts, though, he's in danger of shitting himself because he's just constantly. We got the wrong color chairs for that. That boy is just duct taped together. Really is. He's Doesn't got, he kind of look like like a like a mix between a starfish and a giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> like very pointy, but a lot of torso, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, or a lot of leg. Ostrich. He's an ostrich. Mm-hmm. You could throw starfish in there too, though. Yeah. Or giraffe. right because of the wide. Yeah. The wide chest yeah, and cavity. he's also like probably going to need a colostomy bag at some point in his <laughs> life. And starfish have those holes right in their centers. <laughs> we're talking about it's Alex like or Tom and their asshole. I know. I thought we were going to make fun of this Tommy. Oh yeah, Tommy let's get guy back to know. yeah, yeah. So he real quick though, we do love Alex, and we're going to have him yeah. on. Uh, we cool right to to promo it. We were just talking the other day about how much we love him. So yep, he's such a. I well, I mean, look at that photo. Yeah, that's a nice one. It's, Fucking nickelback in I here. don't even get a real photo with Chris. We have a cartoon, but Chris and Alex making out. <laughs> See where I am in this yeah. relationship. I spent money on that one. <laughs> You're worth money. I like rubbing in into Alex. And you guys I mean you guys look poor. So like in this room, there's thousands of dollars. I like to rub it in Alex's face. Mm-hmm. 
say like, I have disposable income that you may never know. That's what that <laughs> master's degree does. Look at this room. Dude, I'm God starting damn. a job at UPS. You can't throw oh, anything yeah. at me. So, okay. So, Tommy. People can throw boxes at you. They will throw boxes at me. Mm-hmm. And then I you just catch them. The, but then throw them at other people, right? So, mm-hmm. once you got past his irritating voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Which normal. we still haven't gotten No. Past, <laughs> we're actually, that's the source of our one single one-star review on Apple Podcasts. They said so that far. they were a truck driver who drives 16 hours a day, and Tommy's voice is very grating, and it's the only thing that can keep them awake. That was a five-star review. Oh. Oh. I was going to say, that would be a great review. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. it was we a good We got one, a one-star review without a, a review, just the rating. Pussy. Yeah, and so, but we, that leaves us to just assume and acknowledge that it's Tommy's voice yeah. that is <laughs> the reason. Maybe he did the one-star review on himself. Probably. Um, that's how bad his voice is. <laughs> He can even, you know how you can't really hear your own voice? Tommy can. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he won't wear headphones because I don't want to hear it. Just ever. Yeah. He actually puts earplugs in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, many people have, <laughs> I think it really is taking a toll on his self esteem, <laughs> honestly, because he brings it up all the time. Is his voice that bad? He sounds like a Hey Arnold character. He does. Oh. He does sound like and a cartoon looks like character. One too. Yeah. yeah. He has a weird head shape. Yeah. And like his neck kind of bends in a way that yeah, like does, looks, yeah. His neck, his head <laughs> I, will move. I say that knowing full well that I look like a mix between a Ninja Turtle and Master Splinter. <laughs> <laughs> You're the I whole smell squad. Like the sewer. <laughs> yeah. Weird teeth, big nose. <laughs> and my, like, sh- my shell is on the front, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get rid of that shell. <laughs> we'll put it back. But to what, the- so with, with Tommy, w- w- did he approach you or did you approach him? Well, Tommy, yeah. Well, so with me and Tommy, we've we had like a couple people tell us like that we just have good rapport and we're just yeah. fun to listen to, like talk shit to each other. Um, and then that's you know, then we came up with the Our Dads thing, and then that led to this. So mm-hmm. they were Tommy and Ryan were like good friends for a while, right? And uh, it's funny. This is a little bit of a bit on our show. Ryan always calls Tommy his best friend but tommy is like yeah ryan and me are like we're friends you know <laughs> it's a hurtful thing that he does <laughs> that's alex called me his best friend and in the beginning and i was like, like yeah dude we we know each other yeah. you're tall yeah <laughs> we have a podcast <laughs> together like that's um so i like to i like to you know i kind of weaseled my way into their good graces that's his know. nickname the weasel yeah it's actually Grant my, winkles the weasel yeah yep Grant the Weasel Wiggle Winkles. Yeah. It's it just like an yeah. old like gangster back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The Winkle Weasel is a move that I do, and I <laughs> it's it's something I do I to elevate myself. Like, um, basically make yourself useful to people who you admire, and uh, uh, you will eventually um, become colleagues with them. I'd like to do another bit, um, <laughs> if that's okay. Um, because yours was not that great. <laughs> and we need to save did it. You, did you ask them if they have anything going on? Cause it's, it's COVID, so nothing's going on. Now, Ryan, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... You are okay. the... Um, what's it called? The Is it bailiff? Not bailiff. Oh, I like this. The officer who is, like, checking him into jail. Oh, so I'm the corrections officer. Yes, the correctional officer. You're checking him into jail, and you're removing items 
from his uh, from his person. This is like a okay. This is a porno. And premise. I like you. To, so as okay. you pull the items, you're gonna have to ask him why he has. Okay. This is absolutely not how improv <laughs> is supposed to be done either. Chris it, is just I said like, a bit. Here's this. This here's is a this bit. Scene I've written. No, this yeah. is this is scripted. Okay. I'm a director. All the right. script is up here though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Hold on. Let clang, me... clang, 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 clang. <laughs> I'm hitting my hammer on the thing. Or your long flashlight? Yeah. <laughs> clang, 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 clang. Ne- ne- next up, to the to the intake place. <laughs> Come on up. Okay, I am standing right here. I've oh. been standing here the whole time. All right, I I'm nearsighted. I can't see you that well. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm just gonna have to help you out with yeah. this. Yeah. Can you tell me? You put your items in. You tell me what I, what you got, <laughs> and then I'll. I'll comment on them. So I guess I'll do the heavy yeah, lifting. Yeah, you'll for this do the one. heavy lifting, and I'll, I'll yes and you. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, clang, clang. let's just start start nice and easy. Okay. These are my keys right here. Okay, and this is a big key ring. Yep, it's like one of those old school janitor ones yep. that you would see. Okay, so yeah. this ring. Yep. This key. Yep, that key. That's your house key. Mm-hmm. Yep. This key is your car key. That is my car key. Th- what's this key? That key is. Uh, <laughs> That's for my chastity belt. Okay, now we only have 12 more keys here, so <laughs> what is... I'm just going to write... Yeah, just blow by a that. A bunch of keys there. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, what else do we got? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that was a little bit of... Uh, um, is that a 1989 Walkman that you have on your that, hip? That is. Thank okay, I'll help me that. out with that one. And I'm going to click it open, and what's the... Tape you have that, in here? That's uh, that is a Backstreet Boys tape. Okay, yes. it says Kid Rock Greatest Hits on it. <laughs> okay, but uh, <laughs> I'll write down Backstreet Boys. Please don't tell anybody that I listen to Bawitta Ba. Okay, but it is my favorite song. Okay, what else do we Wait, got? You here? might want to get a picture of this Kid Rock tattoo that I have as well. Okay, let me see. see that. As you can see here, this is uh, me holding a harpoon gun, <laughs> and it's attached mm-hmm. to a Confederate flag okay. that also has Kid Rock emblazoned. Okay, and that is only on your left nipple. Okay, mm-hmm. that is a yeah. very small tattoo to be that detailed yeah. okay mm-hmm. got, a, click, got a picture of that with your own phone yep okay thank you I'll i'm setting it as your background Instagram, please, i am so. doing that and right. i'm also can we go live right now actually would you mind yeah okay <laughs> so right. we're live all right let's go live uh do you want to uh, give a shout out i have 30 followers yeah so, shout um... out to uh grant winkles inmate number three zero four two eight uh <laughs> tell him what the, i'm getting arrested 30 for followers you're getting arrested for do you want me to say it? I, yeah, sure. You know, hey, man, I live my life publicly, and that's what the gram is for, man. Okay, you're getting arrested for having sex with a trash can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's fine. Yeah. 12 years in prison. How do you think I got those followers? Oh, shit. So, Are you the judge, too? Yeah, Mac uh, Lang, Lang, Lang. <laughs> And I'm the bailiff. All right. And your lawyer. So... <laughs> And kid, wow. how, we, does it, how does it look? Bad. <laughs> We're going to have to do a plea deal, and you're not going to like it. <laughs> All right, I think we got one more item here. What's that? Okay, this is... Uh, <laughs> that's uh, kombucha. Kombucha? What flavor of kombucha is this? <laughs> Baby ginger. Baby ginger, the sweetest of all flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to take a sip of it before would, you go in? You know what? Thank you so much. Well, you shouldn't have had sex with that trash can. Get in the fucking oh prison. God, All right. Clang, clang, no. clang, clang, clang. Sorry, kid. It doesn't look good for you. I think they're going to throw the book at you. Why did I hire you? I don't Why know. Why are you so expensive? You owe me $12,000. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> All right, that's a scene. <laughs> fucking, I'm. Sh- <laughs> nice job. Yeah, that was I am schwitzing so hard. <laughs> trying to get rid of help Christ. you lose some weight. I'm sweating a lot. That was very funny. <laughs> see that? See that's the type of improv that I do. It's it's half you just improv. Make other, two other yeah, people do it. I have I have idea like it, oh, how it, dare you take ownership of that? Yeah. <laughs> this is the type Chris of improv that you guys. Yeah, Chris did that. <laughs> Alex's brother does a, an incredible Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Oh, great. And so I had him do this. Uh, I was like, Where he okay, goes to the drive-thru. I'm going to have you go through the drive-thru and <laughs> order whatever you normally order from Burger King. And he fucking nailed it. Every time I like set people up for that. Mm-hmm. It's because Chris have, sets you up. You guys would have fucked it up if you decided to do it like, on your own. I like yeah. to yeah. highlight how creative people are. Mm-hmm. And like that whole like you guys, especially you like Riffosaurus Rex, dude. <laughs> Only it didn't. It never went extinct. It's still here. We, we love to riff. That's mm-hmm. what. That's honestly most of our podcast is just us riffing, and then we apologize yeah. like once an episode. Yeah, and then we oh, apologize. Oh, so you only do one apology? For well, so like we'll do one viewer apology, and then mm-hmm. if we have anything to apologize for, anyone to apologize to us, you know. We're we're uh, only ten episodes in, so we just we're put still out eleven yeah. today. Hey, so. That makes you above the uh, average. Oh, really? People usually quit before they get to their tenth. All right. Um, yeah, so we're still like figuring out mm-hmm. the actual um, structure of the show. Sure, uh, but yeah, we we try to kind of circle around apologizing, like for everything. Yep, is that? I'm trying I think to that's figure out where that's because you guys. Is, oh, because they're touching. You guys are deciding to get real close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> is this doing it? <laughs> okay, so this is riveting. <laughs> this is a good calf muscle workout. Okay, <sighs> all right. What is your workout? I'm just gonna stick. Um, I've only since the uh, coronavirus started, I've been doing 100 push-ups a day, 100 sit-ups, and then 100 calf raises. Are you the One Punch Man? Yeah, dude. I'm, I, I don't run though. <laughs> I, I did get a bicycle for 100 dollars off Craigslist though, and I've been. This is a verbatim around. quote from Ryan last night. Uh, Can I teach you guys how to do one-handed push-ups? <laughs> and I, the, you know what sucked? And I'd already taught yeah, them. You were like, no, because you did already. <laughs> And we didn't want you to the yeah. first time. He's like time. that guy that started to do CrossFit, and that's all they fucking wait, wait, talk wait. about. To to end the show, could you do a one handed push up? Yeah, well, we I don't know if I have enough room. Here. Okay, let's see. So you just put, you gotta put your face in the yeah, chips, okay. your, or your feet against the wall. But so like, I have to be spread out. With see, now he's gonna teach us. Yeah, get spread Honestly, eagle. they're really easy, and you're gonna impress a lot of people. You're gonna all impress right. a lot of Mormons by. All Mormons know how know. to one-hand push-up. That's true. That's how they get they want one-hand push-up for the Lord. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to put my microphone right down to your mouth while you're... You got to get that wide? Yeah, you want to be real yeah. wide. And then you just, like... Then it's easy because it's, <laughs> you're not balancing, you know? So then you what? can just... Uh, you just have to be wide dude when you made eye contact with me after you came up I went up (laughs) immediately we're working out together in a lot of ways which is great because I have ED and we've been trying to figure it out I knew you were going to say a dick joke I have dick problems you do not have dick problems you just choose not to have I listened to your podcast with Alex where you're like you feel insecure about yourself that's why you don't want to have sex well do you know what I think maybe like we could figure out a little thing here is that Ryan could just stay up here tonight, and um, he'll just do one-handed push-ups the whole time you guys are having sex. Hundred of them. I love yeah. that, and um, that way you all win, and then I win because I get to drive Ryan's car home. I wonder if that's already. Yeah. I wonder if that's already a porn. Is like it's like cuckold mm-hmm. porn, 
but the husband is doing one-handed push-ups while it's happening. It's fitness cuckold porn. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's the motivating. wife is getting fucked by, like, an obese man, which... <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> it's a callback. It's okay to be rude. Oh, it's for the God, sake of I the show. God damn, we've been recording for a while. I, I didn't realize you. that. I checked my watch. Sorry, I'm like, my bad. Guys this is just so fun. Tell us all the things. At idiot Ryan Call, and that's K-A-H-L. Yep, my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at uh, Grant Winkles, W-I-N-K-E-L-S. And listen to We Cool Podcasts. That's what... That's what we're here what for. What platforms are you yeah. on? All of them. We're on, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, um, YouTube. We got a YouTube yep. channel. We oh, do high def, high def video of all episodes on our YouTube and clips and character stuff. And you can also follow the like our actual podcast page on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. I think that's just at We Cool Podcast. Yep. Yep. Perfect. And oh. then, yeah, if anybody is interested, you don't even need to listen to the show, but if you want to... Uh, submit an anonymous apology for us because that's kind of the bread and butter of the show. And that's at grantwinklescomedy.com slash wecoolpodcast. And we read them and make whole bits out of them. So, like, I don't know, good incentive to check out the episodes if you submit an apology. That sounds awesome. So the last thing that we do is our listeners are called ducklings. And so we say au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. You said it like a villain. Yeah. <laughs> Au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Oui, oui, oui. Good job.